Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We hop on a champagne flight from Sydney to Saigon this week with Kriv Sender's 2019 Vietnam War epic, Danger Close. As always, I'm joined by Mike A. Hello. Mike B. Uh-huh. And Migraine Nate. Uh, migraine Nate. It sounds like you're saying you're trying to say like my my uncle Nate or my my grandpa Nate. Migraine like, Nate. Migraine on, Nate. On a scale of cheese, with, you want some cheese with that wine? <laughs> uh, sucks ass. On a scale of you know, like muted Mel to like screaming Mel. How are you feeling? <laughs> One to ten. <laughs> it's it's a minor Mel. It's it's uh, but he's uh, not great. He's not stabbing. He's stabbing my brain with a. With the hatchet right now, so Oof, mm-hmm. not good. Yeah. Nice. Well, hopefully you'll still have a brain left by the end of this. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, combat and people dying and blowing up will you know help with that. Uh, well, loud was, noises and bright things. Uh, well, it was funny. <laughs> I, I had it. I've had it like for like all day, and I watched it. It wasn't bad, but it was just like it, like the it movie like, the like, migraine. Like, like no, like the migraine. The movie affecting my migraine wasn't that bad, thankfully. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. But it was no. It was um. It was, speaking of the movie, I was happy we decided to tackle this again because this is one of the lost episodes and I am happy we are coming back because I think I enjoyed it more than the first time around. Mm. Yeah, we can analyze it more, I think. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Australians, Vietnam. First off, a lot of people probably don't know the Australians were there along with New Zealand and even the Spanish sent a medical unit to Vietnam during the war. There's a lot of, you know, other nations that were in country, the Rock Marines as well. But it's really awesome to see, you know, a, a modern rendition as well of Australians of Vietnam. There's a movie in the 70s that's really good, but it's a bit outdated and it was very low budget called The Odd Angry Shot, which is fucking awesome. It's about Australian SAS forces in Vietnam. And it's great. It's really well done. It, it really shows you know, your typical deployment. Um, but this is just, you know, the modern iteration of that. So it's just really cool to see it tackled again so yeah no, I'm, i couldn't agree more i'm very happy that we circled back to this and, and really looked at it and there's a lot that this movie has in common with other vietnam war movies it's a lot it's trying to do so it's uh it's Yo. very interesting but uh what do you think michael um yeah uh it's trying to think think of something uh trying to think of my thoughts from before and try not to you know say the same thing again without you know sounding well, nobody else dis- heard it so i know dis- but it's like it. Trying to sound disingenuous. Um, I, uh, I, I thought it was. There were parts of it that I liked, um, but uh, kind of like uh, what I had said about uh, what eighteen ninety eight or whatever that was called. Um, that like you can tell that this is definitely like based on a true event. However, like there's fictional elements to it, which is fine. I mean, you're going to do that in everything. But um, I felt that this version, I don't know, felt a little more. Uh, I don't want to say entertaining is the right word, but uh, I just I, I I connected with that with it more. I think uh, in that aspect, and I I thought uh, a lot of the stuff they did with the characters was good. I like the um, I forgot what he is. Uh, he's like uh, he's the guy who's in charge of everything. He doesn't really 
care about the troops at first, but then, you know, he comes around to, uh, you know, to being their leader, as it were. I thought that was a good, uh, you know, character development, uh, character arc. Um, I uh, thought some of the action was good. I actually did feel that when bullets were flying, there was real danger, you know, people uh, getting shot and stuff like that. And uh, I like when, when, you know, shit really hits the fan at first, when these two guys get shot, they just, they drop immediately and they're dead. You know, there's no like lingering death or anything. It's just like dead. Um, There were that, that stuff I thought was really well done. Um, But there were stuff, there was some stuff and then we can get into it as we go on. That was, you know, kind of action movie ish. Um, I felt, but, uh, overall I think it's, you know, it's pretty good. And it does touch on a topic that again, like you said, Brian, not a lot of people know about, and that's always a positive thing that any war film, historical film can do. For sure. You know, and the man who's dressed for the advisor role, at least, you know, or the guy <laughs> would be at the other end of the radio for talking to the Australians. what do you think there might be? Um, <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, a lot of Mike said is, yeah. Um, but the character development is a lot better than what I remembered from before. Cause we have covered this before, but I am the one that like fucked up the uh, audio. So we couldn't do that, but like, this will be better, but like, yeah, it's like so the Hitler diaries. This is one of the episodes that was lost. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's like, there's <laughs> actually, it's like actually people here. Um, you know, they're getting wounded, they're getting killed, they're in a sh- really shitty spot. And you, you get, like, you get, like, close to the characters, you kind of get a little bit close, but then, like, not too close. So when they actually do get hit or whatever, or they survive, you're like, oh, well, shit. And that's kind of, like, a realistic thing. Is like, okay, well, this guy got killed, and I can't let it affect me right now. And it doesn't in the film, like, as... The way it's portrayed is like, like with the Aussies, um, they, yeah, guys die that you don't expect to die. You don't want them to die. And it happens. That's how it happens in real life. But it's like the reactions from their guys were good because it was like, fuck. Okay. But we're still in the situation, you know, and that, that I thought was pretty good, pretty good. Um, what I have a problem with is like I said in the first time, and I still see this is the North Vietnamese army just charging forward. Yep. Charging forward. No tactics used whatsoever. It's portrayed as just they're like this, this massive horde of guys with guns running at them. And that, that to me is just, it's so inaccurate. It's so, Against everybody that I've talked to who was in Vietnam said they were scared shitless because they didn't know what the hell those guys were going to do. If this was like, okay, if this is their MO, even very early on, right? In 65 or 66, if they were to just do like these massive charges and like come at you, it's like, okay, well, we have something for that. But that's not the reality. And so I found that very problematic. And we're going to talk about that more. But um, the the uh, the weaponry, pretty fucking cool. Uh, the character development, and uh, again, I'm not an expert on Australian uniforms in the Vietnam War. I don't know, but they did have a mix of like uh, as far as their gear of like P37, um, 
M56 and P58 gear. Like, so they had a mix of all three that I know of. Like, there could have been more, but, like, that was pretty cool to see as far as their gear is concerned. That was interesting. Um, I know a little bit about this because I used to do ASASR reenacting. And Mm -hmm. um, at this point in the war, it would be more um, of the Aussie gear because they were fresh off the boat. Um, You know, a lot of it was 58 gear. I did see the 37 large packs, which I thought was interesting. Um, and, and it wasn't some pouches. Yeah, it was ammo pouches. Yep. It wasn't exactly uh, 58 gear or whatever it's called as the British standard. There was an Australian version that was a little different, like all the Commonwealth sure, countries. Sure. So I didn't. Yeah. I'm saying P58. Um, yep. Just colloquially, I know there's some guy in Melbourne who's like, "You fuck," and I'm getting it wrong. Melbourne, but it's like, not Melbourne. It's nah, Melbourne. I'm an American, but like you know, <laughs> fuck. If we're gonna get your gear wrong. I'll get your name wrong too. But I apologize. Yes. But no, it's like so. That's a colloquialism. I know that there's probably a better term for it. Like in, uh, in yeah. Rhodesia in South Africa, they have 58 gear, but it's called P65 or 64 gear. So just the yeah. same thing. It's, yeah. it's the general idea of the 58 pattern webbing. It's um, all drab. It's different yeah. than the P37 a little yeah. bit, it's, but it's still the. Yeah. It's great gear to wear. If anybody's ever worn it, it's probably one of the better LBEs. It's very comparable until to, it gets wet. Until it gets wet, yeah. Like well, yeah. 56 gear is really good. Um, until it's, it gets it's wet, a, yeah. But the 58 gear is really good. It's just a little bit more cumbersome than the 56. But it's you can run around with it. You, you feel very comfortable. It's not like German field gear. Cold War yeah. field gear kits and LBs are awesome for anyone that's ever fielded them. They're they're yep. really ergonomic and they're made fine. for the soldier. So yep. um, until you get to like you know fucking plate carriers and shit, and then stuff goes downhill. Um, ow, um, my back, my lower back. Yeah, mm. um, you know, aesthetics is always one thing that we always like to talk about, and uh, it is it is this is definitely you know one of those unique ones that stands out because it's a Vietnam film, but, you know, when people think of Vietnam initially here in the United States anyway, um, you know, they think of you know, M16s and M1 helmets with camo uh, net, uh, you know, covers and stuff like that. But in this, it's like, you know, you see what SLRs and uh, you see Owen submachine guns and things like that yep. different. It's, it's like, it's, it's cool to see. And also, like, in terms of the other, you know, the enemies, you see, like, a Sturmgewehr at one point and things yep. like that, which is, is, from what I know, accurate. Yeah, um, we'll definitely get there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, yep. So, like, stuff like that is cool in terms of this film being a unique Vietnam film. Yep. Oh, yeah. My favorite thing they got right, and I'll see if you know this, Mr. Mike B., um, the handsets. All the radio handsets were correct. And See, they're I don't the know special yep. Vietnam War ones that have a box on the bottom with two little holes. While later on in the war, or actually after the war, sorry, they switched to a different version that has a circle on the bottom and a circle on the top, like everybody's ever seen in every Vietnam War movie ever. Mm-hmm. But the real version they used during the war is really shitty, and it's got a little square on the bottom. So it was really cool to see that from a lot of the Australians. And yeah, stuff. and I would I went to notice that. At that's all. it's so that's, super that's a really niche-y. good. Yeah, but like you good know, detail. Yep. It's 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 a really bad handset, but it's the right one. And so when he was like slamming it up against the radio, I'm like, "That's a five hundred dollar handset." But okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's probably Hector doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I, they, I know he doesn't. <laughs> right. Me and Nate had an experience with that in our short film where an actor didn't know that he was holding a very expensive gun and threw it around like a frisbee and fucking and, broke it and caused about a thousand dollars worth of damage. Yeah. Yes, and luckily yeah. we have it all on film. <laughs> so. What about Nate's thoughts? Uh, oh, we kind of got them earlier, but yeah, if you want to. Well, well I mean, I mean, I mean, I'll. I'll give a brief summary i guess the rest of everyone did i mean um i mean there there are some things in this movie that i think i adopted it uh for the last time around that i'm not going to do it this time because i actually thought it was really good there are a lot of really cool um 
somewhat cliche but really cool cinematography and i liked the ideas I, I was noticing a lot more details this time around mainly in just how they chose to film mainly this i think it was the landscape that i was really really um kind of looking at again more in detail and how it was working within the within the movie um primarily i really was really loving the rubber trees uh yeah yeah and the and the goo that comes out and all that stuff with that and it was just really really cool and i thought that was very bold to make a scenario with like rubber trees like that where it's like you know it added an added problem it's not just oh he can you do cg splinters now get ready to pack all your fake trees with goo you know <laughs> like that kind of thing so it was they really they really utilized that set well yeah yep so so that was that was one thing the weapons are really cool i know we're going to get into that i was loving the fact that i really wanted to get an l1a1 again um i've been oh, eyeballing yeah. one at my local store and it costs way too much but i might might do a dive on that who knows and um the thing was I don't know. huge. I don't, it, it was just a really, really cool. Now, how um, there? I, I love Travis Fimmel. Um, I like the way he did stuff. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, what else? I really was enjoying. Um, I, I even was enjoying the fact that you know, uh, even though Viet Cong had that horde mentality, it was really, really cool to see that. Uh, running through the the woods and and seeing how that was done, the explosions and everything, and the weaponry I was not fond of um, CG flashes and shooting. Mm -hmm. That you was can always I, tell. I was noticing it a whole lot more this time, and a whole lot more that it was very very there. That really um, detracted from the film. I feel yes, like. same. Well, um, yeah. And, and what I hate is that bullet time where they like follow the artillery shell or whatever. Yeah, once yeah. was okay. Once I, was okay, I, I, but if they did it twice, it that's was a good like... transitional thing. I, I know though. When I saw that Mike or Michael, I was just like, "You're gonna bring up White Tiger and like you know all the <laughs> no, Russian stuff, which is which is horrible." T thirty four. T thirty. Oh, T thirty four. Yeah, like the Russian yeah. stuff. Which I, if it's overdone, it's too much. But I feel like that shot works just because they're like, "This is where the support. Is. This is how far alone they are." And, and it so was... usually it's shitty, but. I'm gonna let I didn't, it pass this I, I didn't hate it, but I, I I wasn't like you know super turned off by it. But like yeah, it's still I was kind of like this yeah, world of right. tanks. I get you it. Know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, the 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 I will say um, something that we always comment on, and I think since the last like uh, a couple of episodes we've noticed it, is that the artillery actually had movable parts within it once it fired. I, yes, I, I wrote that. I said better artillery than thin red line. Yeah, <laughs> so. way better because yeah, right. it reciprocates. Like the the the, the recoil actually happens. Not necessarily when it's supposed to, but it still happens. But it still happens, and it and still happens. and and I do want to comment since he said thin red line, and I believe Mike B had said something about character development. Um, I cared more about every single one of these characters than anyone in thin red line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just Those characters are impossible to care yeah. for. Why are we here? Yeah. Why? What are we doing here? <laughs> Is this real? Is this real life? Is this? And went back home. <laughs> and he sat and he watched Is this Billabong? <laughs> God damn. Um But uh but yeah, no, I mean we we can we can dive right into it, but that's kinda like my my brief thing cool. about it. I mean the 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 gun flashes is, is what I hated. I yeah, hated yeah. I I'll tell you one character I don't bond with. I don't bond with um the I 
I don't know if it's the actor, and I hate to, if it was the actor, but I feel like he plays the same kind of like emotional range as a plank board all the time. Is the guy who got shot in the head perfectly between the eyes? <laughs> um, that guy, he always plays just such wooden characters to me. I can never get behind anyone he plays, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. But uh, yeah. Uh, that de- that specific death because I'm sure again like that guy was probably based on a real person mm-hmm. who probably yeah, did actually die. Yes, um, but like yeah, that that part where it's just like and center, he probably did like, get yeah. shot perfectly I, between the eyes. But the point yeah. is, is that cinematically, it's just I hate it. Well, it's because it's done in slow motion and everything. No, like it, no, it's, it's like it's done by a guy who's running around, jumps over two logs, and hip fires one hands him in the face. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, well, I, numerous things play into yeah. it, but for me. Like this, that I hate the slow motion when it comes to that. Well, Nate, maybe he was cast solely because he looked like the guy, so maybe that's just why you're like, Well, he didn't because I can't remember. They do a side by side and he looks nothing like him, yeah. I can't remember what else he's in because I'm also horrible with that. The Punisher, he's in the Punisher, he plays actually the newer one or the the newer one. The the I've only seen the older series, like the 2000s. You need to change that because the 2000s one I've been told that a few times. You have John like, Travolta to go it's off. Like what of. I went to is, I know that's like you with know, like, when I was still with like middle school, Ace Ventura <laughs> fucking hair. I just remember the massacre, the fucking family. But anyway, <laughs> um, so while we're here, something that I'll propose to you guys is: so this is the third time I've seen this movie. And the first time I was like, ah, it's okay, and the second time I was like, ah, it's it's okay, and now I'm just like. I don't know what this movie is and I really don't feel like this movie knows what it wants to be because there's so much going on. Like if you really think about it, there's two different movies here. There's the movie about the Vietnam war Australian experience. And then there's the movie about the battle of long tan. And it really is separated into the first part and the second part, you know, up until where it gets really quiet in the jungle and they get into that first firefight, which by the way, I love, I love how quiet it gets. Cause I've heard that many times. I know you could argue against it, whatever, because you're walking through the jungle, so you're going to fucking make the bugs quiet anyway. But I really did like that. But I feel like up to that scene, it's a movie about the Australian experience in Vietnam. And I really feel like that detracts in a way because what are you trying to do? You know, you're trying to make a movie about the Battle of Long Tan or you're trying to make a movie about Australians in Vietnam. So I really felt a lot of things were taken from other Vietnam War movies to support the beginning of it. I got heavy Hamburger Hill vibes. I got mm. heavy Platoon vibes. Even yep. in a sense, Forrest Gump vibes when they were in the firebase and stuff. And I loved it. I thought it was really cool. I loved the mud. I loved the Land Rovers. I loved that. I thought it was really cool to see that Vietnam fucking, you know, Aussie fob experience. I thought that was neat. But I really felt like that is not the story you're trying to tell. You're trying to tell the story of these guys that somehow survived, you know, a company being attacked by a regiment. That's what you're trying to tell. Not this bullshit with, like, a singer and stuff. And I think she was there. I should have looked more into it. But, like, I feel like they were trying to do so much with this movie that it detracts from it in a way. That part you with know? the singer just kind of just went nowhere, you know? And yeah. Didn't really well, I think anything, if, I, you know? if I remember correctly, she was at the base um, during the uh, Vuitet or whatever during the battle. So that's why she was in it. But, again, her arc really doesn't matter besides, like, look, you know... Australians, you know, like singers were also in Vietnam, were in country. And also, like, they're singing, like, Beach Boy music to, like, fucking, like, regular army guys. 
Like, ah, mm. this isn't Bob Hope. <laughs> you're not in Pelu, or you're you're not in Pavuvu before you go to Pelu. Like, you know, these are fucking killers and like kids. You know, so you're not going to be fucking singing beach rock music to you know these kids or whatever. Basically, to sum everything up, what I'm trying to say is that you know, the more I watch these movies for this podcast, the more I l- realize that these films are made for a specific audience. You know, you people really don't get come and see because they didn't live through 1943 Belarusia. There's so much that's lost unless you fucking know all the nuances from that movie. Same thing here. You know, I really feel like this is a movie that's it's about the Battle of Longtan, but it's really a movie for Australian Vietnam War veterans. It's like it's this all encompassing film where like, look, it's Australians in Vietnam. And I feel like, you know, they were just kind of split on what story to tell here. And they did an okay job of doing it, but I really feel like if they had stuck to one thing or gone their own way, instead of trying to cherry pick this, in my opinion, they would have been better. But I really kind of got that feeling this time around. It's just like, what is this movie really about? Okay. So Platoon, what was that battle? Uh, They were trying to portray? Okay, Suicut. Yep. Yeah. You could say the same exact thing about that movie. But, but you could like with with okay right now with with the logic that you just said. But they're, they they don't even are, say are they the name of the portray? battle at the end, you know. And that's such a loosely. It's about a platoon of guys in country, you know. Yes, sure, it's based sure, over events, I'm, but this one is yes. the long tan battle, the battle of the Australian War sure, for your Vietnam. Well, the sure first one in in text, like that's it's what not, it says in the, in the movie. It's not like Hamburger Hills be a much better assertion for what you're saying because it's like. Oh, we have a fire base in the beginning, and then we go to this place we don't talk about. But it's also Hamburger Hill. But that film is solely about... The only reason you have the beginning is just to show how the army is. The only reason you have the beginning of this film is to show the Australian army in Vietnam. So what I'm saying is that, like, I feel like the producers were like, listen, this is our only shot we're ever going to have to make a movie about Australians in Vietnam with this kind of budget. So we have to show the home front showing up. We have to show all this. Which I get, but, like, you know... It's not a soul. It's not a purely film about you know long tan at that point. It's so, which uh, is fine, but it's just that's what I got yeah. this time around. Um, well, one thing that's interesting about it though is that unlike most Vietnam War films, though, you know, because you're you're saying Brian that it it takes all of these elements like you know the um, the the little concert for the soldiers and stuff like that and the 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 base and whatnot and uh, setting up you know all of the stuff that's going to lead to a battle. Um, from other Vietnam War films. Um, the one thing that it does not have, though, is any kind of, like, real political message to it. I always feel that, like, most Vietnam War films are very much, like, they're they're trying to, you know, convey that Vietnam was a bad idea, let's say. Um, and this just, to me, felt more like, you know, get the job done, you know, kind of movie. It didn't really feel like that that kind of, you know, we're trying to say something about... Uh, the the um, the politics of Vietnam or the you know mindset of people who were d- around during this time. It was more just like a kind of patriotic get the job done, you know, uh, pull through uh, this shit show type thing. True, but it also is fifty years removed from the fighting and everything. Um, an odd angry shot is made in seventy nine. Has a, touches a little bit on the politics of things and stuff. Like they go to the war in a fucking commercial jet, a Qantas flight. <laughs> You know, they were called champagne fights. Um, and, uh, you know, this film is very akin to We Were Soldiers. Because We Were Soldiers also doesn't really go too far into the politics. 
No, I mean, you know, a little bit, but not. But I, I feel like once we pass the threshold of, let's say, 1995, in the West, we've kind of have, have a softer approach to the Vietnam War movies and stuff and not solely like Apocalypse Now or Platoon or like a, it's 20 years ago, fucking man. Like, what the fuck happened? Now it's yeah. like, it's 50 years ago and my grandfather said he was an I-Corps. You know, so it's a, it's a much softer approach, I feel. Um, and also it's, an, it's the Australian approach to the film too. So again, it's their own cultural thing to it. Yeah. I mean, Australia uh, kind of viewed it as like, they kind of bought more into the martial, not the martial plan, but the, the whole domino effect of like, we really, this is our back door. You know, like we have to protect Asia because if not, we're next. You know, and that's kind of the Australian mindset in the Second World War too. Like, you know, we love the Marines because they stopped the Japanese at our doorstep. Same kind of mm-hmm. of thing, you know. So that's yeah. So it wasn't very political at the time. I mean, Australia's experience in Vietnam was very strange. I looked um, well. Yeah, I least. looked it up. At, I looked up this movie though, and like nearly. Every review just said that, like, oh, they're avoiding the true issues. You know, they're avoiding the what the the problem of this war and everything like that. And it's like that's yeah. that's a weird kind of criticism in a way. I don't know. It's yeah. like uh, it's it's Never. it's it's not what it's about. You know, and it's 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 not right, right or wrong. You know, it's it's just like this is what it is. If you want to make a political Vietnam War film, you can. You know. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes that I always got to remind myself when I read reviews, including myself. Mm-hmm. is critics are failed directors. 99% of the time, they can't get their shit made, so they have to fucking judge other people's work. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, like, Ebert or whatever, you know, some of the great reviewers are, are, you know, sham artists or whatever. Don't take it that way. But opinions are assholes, you know? No, I, like, I tend to agree. I, I, yeah. love, uh, I love the scene in Birdman where he approaches the critic in the bar. Uh, you ever see Birdman? <laughs> yeah, and he yep. just goes on the whole speech about how she just has never done anything for her... Her work, but anyway, so yeah, no, my, I, my favorite, I understand. my favorite's history old part one, where uh, after the first artists were created, came the first critics, and the guy pisses on the cave painting. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I mean, people expect a Vietnam film to have that. Right. I expect this to be casualties of war, not right. casualties of war though. You know, like, well, we're yeah. past that, and it's we, I, you know. It's, it's we'll have weird, a million though, movies in like, Iraq where it's like, sorry, well, a million movies in Iraq where it's just like, should we have been now? But right. 50 years from now, it's going to be like 15 miles out of Baghdad, 2007, the sky and patrol. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's interesting where you get that. Yeah. You know, and when do people, things become history? When do people when you never forget? Yeah. In mm-hmm. terms of what, like, people criticizing it for that, you know, for not having whatever politics involved like you'll never hear that when it comes to uh you know world war ii movies or something like that so it's just interesting what people like deem you know what wars should be talked about in certain ways you know well it's interesting too just there was a comment from our d-day episode with steve um Mm -hmm. the longest day he said something very interesting that i've been thinking about since we watched it he said you know that you can never make a war movie as campy as the longest day after vietnam it's just impossible (laughs) You know, mm-hmm. and I literally keep coming back to that comment. And I'm like, yeah, he's so true. You know, the, the Vietnam War killed that, you know, not that it was good or bad or whatever, but like that can't be, you know, ensemble cast story. It went from The Longest Day to Hell is for Heroes in five years, you know, like that. Like, well, we're winning the, the biggest battle of the war to like fucking Siegfried Line hellscape, you know, and it's just interesting. But same thing for this you know you can't you can't make it 
like that the post Vietnam it has to be a certain way, you know? So Yeah. It's just, it's, just, it, it's just an interesting way to look at look at uh, history and culture over the years, like nineteen eighties, you know, movies about Vietnam versus you know two thousands mm-hmm. to two thousand teens to now, you know, movies about Vietnam. Yeah, you know, it has slowly changed, but it's really that like you know twenty five year mark where things where you can you see things being made about subjects of wars and stuff that are not politically biased and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that that line gets crossed, and it's nice. You know, it's. You could say a million things about Vietnam. You know, right. I could talk here for hours about, you know, where why the French got us involved in a war that we couldn't win. But that doesn't explain the story of 108 guys trying to fight for their fucking life in a jungle or in a rubber plantation in, you know, Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like that doesn't support the story you're trying to tell. Just no, like, no. you know, having a fucking singer in the movie for 20 minutes doesn't help the narrative of the Battle of Long Tan. You know, it's right. like... No, th- this was here? this is very much a uh, you know let's um, let's appreciate what people you know kind of went through and everything like that uh, and at the, especially at the very end when they have that song uh, I was only nineteen oh yeah like yeah. red gum th- yep. yeah that feels very much like you know let's you know put our hand over our heart um, so yeah. <laughs> well that's why it's a, it's a film made for Vietnam War veterans you know because right. even in Australia Long Tan Day is like the Vietnam Remembrance Day you know like that's how <laughs> big it got because the australians they they had a few other engagements during the war but they nothing like those well a few that were this big but like this is the one this is their a shaw valley you know so the kangaroo wars were pretty big too (laughs) someone needs to make a movie about so so were the emu wars twice i want to watch wars man i want to watch the one on the emu if there is ever a movie on the emu well we got we have to to get a shitload of lewis guns to make that there was there was someone there was someone on the war movie forums was like they were like, what movie had, would you want to? See, what war would you want to see with like a decent budget? The emu wars, and yeah. someone said the emu wars on the bottom, and I laughed for almost ten minutes. Well, they, they actually they fucked up a lot of them. Oh, like yeah. they, they they like they went out and like just slaughtered these fucking birds mm-hmm. with Lewis guns because they're yeah. like, yeah, these things fucking work. We know they work. We just got done using them. Yeah. Want to see how I used it on the fields of Flanders, motherfucker? (laughs) Any story can be made interesting. So, I mean, yeah, it's like... But the problem is, like, I could totally see some... Avatar meets Emu War. (laughs) (laughs) No, I could, like... I could totally... Because, like, birds, for the most part, are kind of like, you know... When people go ape shit sometimes over like deer and stuff like that, you know, people don't give a shit about birds. But um, <laughs> I, I could see someone taking that and turning it into a comedy, which it's like, I mean, I, Dude, I guess Death of could. Stalin, but emu, <laughs> yeah, War but the emu wars, yeah. And I'm just like, I could see that being cringe, you know, if someone tried Steve to. Steve Buscemi turn that is in. is waging war on the emus. It's yeah, what like, <laughs> one? My wife will counter you on. People won't care about birds. <laughs> Two. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. Um, emu emus are cl- are as close as to like velociraptors as you'll probably fucking get. So you know, it's like. But birds, like I don't know, but bird. Like I've seen so many movies where like the death of a bird is a joke. You know, like uh, the 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 Simpsons did that a lot. You know, where it's like. No, a bird dying or something is funny. And the Simpsons is real life. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, it goes to show you that people are more accepting of that sort of thing. Like, you know, right, in terms of entertainment. Right. Yeah, it's like, they, you, make that. A joke, you make a joke out of a beautiful doe dying, you know, people are going to get upset about it. Bambi. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah. That, there's that really funny, or not and also horrible, uh, PETA ad where it's like, 
a bunch of animals. It's like, where does the line stop? And it's like right between pig and horse, like about here. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, it's what's an animal well, and what's way a- back in the day, way back in the day, PETA had a uh, fucking billboard that they paid. I don't know mm-hmm. how many thousands of dollars for that had a guy wearing a wool sweater saying, do you know how many sheep had to die for this man to wear this sweater? <laughs> they did that. They nice. did that, but they did that with crabs here in Maryland. That didn't last very long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, crabs, how, how is the crab thing different, Nate? Uh, we eat them. End of story. Anyway. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, in Maryland, you, no, there's okay, two types no, no, of crabs. No, no. Ocean crabs Hold on, and Brian, crabs. Brian, Brian, hold on for a second. We've got something here. So what I just said, Nate, you equated a wool sweater and sheep having to die Uh for that sweater. You equated that to crabs. And you totally and completely, utterly missed the fucking point? Yes. Do you you know how the process works to get wool for a sweater? Yes. Yeah, you shear the sheep. You don't kill the sheep. You shear it. Okay, so then how is that comparable to a fucking crab dying in Maryland? I, I don't know. I just remember when PETA was just like, <laughs> PETA would just put a billboard next to the me. Connection, and, oh, the, the they put a billboard. PETA down, billboard. Yeah, that, that's, that's what it is. We're nailing you to the wall, motherfucker. That, that's where the mind <laughs> connection came from, was PETA put a crap, like a anti-crabbing, anti-eating crabs in Maryland billboard. Okay, in so so let's, let's get some more context before we get back on the road. I'm okay here. if Maryland's stopping eating. That would help out a lot. No, no, no. So, so what, what did the billboard say about I, crabs? Do I, don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. I just know they not, wanted... Not the fucking pubic lice. No, like not the, the pubic actual, lice. Like, no, crabs. no, the edible, like, in the water crabs. Like, they it's wanted called the good crabs. Maryland caviar. They wanted, they wanted yeah. like, Marylanders <laughs> to stop eating crabs. I don't remember. I just ignored it like everyone else did in this fucking <laughs> yeah. state. <laughs> like, right. like, just right. like, go, go, go the fuck away. Leave us alone. We'll eat our crabs and our right. alien crustaceans by ourselves. Oh, okay. Thank you so very much. If they don't remember, it, it was a retarded. Or, I'm sorry. It was a stupid billboard, right? <laughs> yes, it was a. Stupid it was a stupid billboard. billboard. It said it had a crab on it, and it said, "I'm me, not meat." See the individual go vegan, and it had a crab going like this. So Brian, just really? Yeah. Yeah. Crabs are bugs that grow in the ocean. <laughs> and then They're Old disgusting. Bay. And then Old Bay. Oh, did, Old Bay did, an ad, did, did another ad below it or near it. Yep. And it said, okay, now I'm meat. And it's a crab pouring Old Bay on itself. It said, see the individual put Old Bay on it. <laughs> That's a great counter. Oh, I, I, that makes you want to eat. That's more almost as good Old as like Bay. Twitter you fights don't, between companies. You yeah. don't. You do not mess with Marylanders and crabs, and period. No, yeah. well, I, don't I would never. Do, I would never but. even think of such a thing. That's why I was asking you. Yeah. I was axing you. Yeah. I was ax- asking you asking a question. Me, asking me a question. Same thing axing with you. Aaron, Aaron, and Iron Aaron. Yeah. So I only know I was in Maryland for twenty minutes yesterday. That was twenty minutes too long. That's not so good, bro. Did the Rofo attack That's you, or did it touch you? No, but I, I feel like I have carcinogenic. Things in my lungs. You just feel dirty. You feel like you got the kind of dirty, like the uh, shower is just not going to wash. No, it's not going to rub off. You know. Yeah, it's not good. You know, I was in Maryland once. I saw gasoline get out of my car, and like I like to go places where the laws of Newton get followed. But for some reason, Maryland doesn't understand how. Wait, wait. Like you know, what did you see? I went to a gas station called Uh Rofo, which is Royal Farms. It's like a chain. You call it. I went to get gas. And like. So anyway, yeah, well, this will get cut. But anyway, so like I go to pay for the gas, no, and like there's a bunch of Speedy Dry, and I'm like, oh, that's strange. But I need gas, so I'm getting gas, 
and I put it in, you know, whatever. And I, I go to like, you know, wait for the fill up, and I hear this like sucking noise. <laughs> and, and and gas is not going in the tank that's empty, by the way. Uh-huh. It's being violently shot out <laughs> like at like twenty miles an hour against the pump. And I'm like this is costing me money. Like, so you just acting. sat there? You just sat there? For, for a good 20, 25 seconds, I was like... That's too long. The, you just sat there? Well, listen, let's let's talk about this, Mike. Uh, yeah, we we have to, because you've used now the pu- you're more retarded. Or, no. You're more stupid How, than I thought you were. Oh, I thought it's okay to use it in a context. <laughs> okay, whatever the fuck. It's, it's your discretion, Dan. But look, so Chris, you, close your you ears. Sat okay. anyway, wait, you waited for logs- 25 seconds... When gas was shooting out of your fucking tank, it took me to that long something. to really realize what was going on. The That's ground. a long just, time, Brian. It is, look, you were okay, like, hey, "Listen, am I hallucinating? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> do how I many get times showered I, in gas, I, or do I stare and, at it a little bit longer?" And I knew that I wasn't. I wasn't tripping that day. I knew I wasn't. So like, I'm like, I knew that reality was there, but like, fucking yeah. How many times have you seen a gas pump shoot gas out of it at 180 degree angle? That, never. never seen and if that. I did, exactly. I'd be like, Holy that, shit. That's why. <laughs> And I was a good four feet away, so I was just like, huh. So then I just, I just fucking, <laughs> I walk over and I just take it out, turn it off, put it oh. in the pump, and go to another yeah. gas station. I just like, yeah. what? Wait, wait a seconds. second. So, hold on. You, yeah, okay. We'll get, we're getting there, Michael. Just hold on. Okay. I have a, a fucking bone to pick with this little thing. I know we're off the rails, but like, you waited an entire like 25 seconds, right? We'll just say, right? Yeah. Of watching gas shoot out of your gas tank and then you're just like uh fucking drooling mouth breathing and then you're like well and then the resolve of that was oh just stop it and then you put it back and drive away yeah um um okay so bro where where in the fuck in your mind did it never cross that you should maybe go in and talk to the attendant or the, the, well, the person that was working there. Well, let me tell you why. Like, hey, guess let, what? Let, gas just shot yeah. out of my well, gas tank. I know why. why. I'll tell you why. Remember how I started the story? Okay. Okay. I'm, Remember I'm there waiting. was like a fucking bed of Speedy Dry? Okay. They knew that there was a problem. Like fucking me going in and telling some attendant that doesn't give a shit about their job that Pump 7 is fucked. Like royally. This is going to solve shit. And I'm also on a road trip, dude. I got fucking 10 more hours to go. I'm not dealing with this shit. I'm going to a fucking mobile that works. Where's the next gas station? <laughs> across the street, motherfucker. So it was with eyesight. It's Maryland, dude. I, There's okay. a gas station, I, like, across from the other gas station. Yeah. No, like, yeah, but, but let, me, let me continue. I have to conduct the interview okay. because okay. this... I'm still not. I'm not okay with the fact that you sat there for 25 seconds watching gas. Listen, that you were you know paying what? for spill over. You ever see a man eat his own hand? <laughs> no. Well, if you had seen a man eat his own hand, you probably would be wondering for about 25, 30 seconds too before you reacted. I'm just saying. You know. No, I'd walk. There's probably a five second reaction. <laughs> I'd walk the other fucking. I think way we need to control and we need a real test. Right. So. 25 yeah. seconds is a lifetime. Also, right. also, the guy that's eating his own hand. Listen, Brian, the guy that's eating his own hand, you're not paying for that right now. You're paying for the gas that's going out of your gas tank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So You're not me, paying for the guy that's eating his own hand. Let me ask <laughs> this. This is true. How much, how much was it the, in terms of uh, excreted gasoline? Uh, oh, probably a gallon or two. The most. Oh, okay. It was, it was a very interesting experience, but the only, there's only one place in the world that I've been 
where gas is shot out of my car faster than it's gone in it. And that I didn't know that could happen. Like, <laughs> now you know. Not me either. Like, yeah. This is news. Hence the 25 seconds of like, okay, <laughs> I'm not Brian, tripping. But Brian, Brian, like, come on. Okay, next you're time not tri- you're... Five seconds. I hope, like Michael I said, swear Michael to God. Said, five seconds. I swear to God. <laughs> Some, I hope that I am next to you when you see something you don't understand and I can stop my phone timer. You're like, ah. The only thing egregious is that you could say that I'm a dick for not going and telling the attendant. But you could also say there's a fucking inch of speedy dry. Turn the fucking no. pump off. All right, all right, penis. Oh, yeah. I will not, oh, I, I will not say you're a dick. What the fuck is no, inch and dry? I don't even know what that is. Speedy dry? It's like speedy cat dry. litter, but they make it to pick up. Yeah, oh, it's, uh, it's like the, the industrial, no. like... Yeah, if you ever go into like a, a, a truck shop or whatever, like it's yep. yeah, it's not oh, good. Okay. It's great. It's good. Um, it's great stuff, but it's not for a good situation. Yeah, but it's like if you see that when you're pulling into a gas station, that should be your first yeah. fucking clue. Right? So there's a problem. That's why I'm. That's not. I'm gonna go tell Larry. And I figured no, 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 maybe no, no. somebody had a gas is, leak. Who knows? There I'll, was I'll a gas you, leak. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I would have. I would have actually pulled up and got tried to tried to get gas even with all that shit on the on the ground. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's not your fault. Yeah, the gas thing that. I've already ramped on that. You're a fucking idiot. Now, not going and telling the attendant, I now understand your situation. Yes. And I'm not going to call you a dick for not saying anything. But I will still call you a dick for waiting 25. That's fine. Like, I mean, I mean, really, like, we all handle situations differently. So I, I probably okay. would have grabbed you by the collar can and been I, like, Brian, snap out of can, it. Can I, can I ask you? Potato mash will okay. next to my I, ear. I believe, I believe <laughs> I asked this question when it happened, when you told me the day it happened. Called you right after, too. What, like, what the fuck? What county were you in? Ooh, I was by D.C. So you're probably you told me PG I was in a bad count- county. Yeah, if you're in, you probably were in PG County. That's that's the reason why. Also, the reason why you don't go fucking into the gas station. <laughs> so yeah, because right, which is that's that's a non-issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fine. It, you but you know, just to some situation, <laughs> Maryland doesn't follow the laws of Newton, and I don't fuck with that. So you know, <laughs> I, I believe. Mean, <laughs> I believe, well, obviously, I believe, yeah, you, wait, you wait and see for 25 <laughs> seconds to see I, I, I how believe, it doesn't fuck with I believe when, when you told me that, I asked you what county you were in as well. And you I think said, it was you said, county. You said, you said, I don't know what the fuck county I'm in. I'm from the north. I don't keep track of that shit. And then he hung up. <laughs> I'm from the north. I keep track of that. Yeah. He's a fucking, he's a fucking so Yankee. funny, what, uh, 35 episodes, give or take, we're, we're fucking... We're we're all we finally got to the gas station story after all. That's that a good one. Yeah, I'm it surprised. I didn't know you guys didn't know that. I didn't know you guys had never heard. <laughs> it's that. No, I'm fun. glad I do yeah. know. Yeah, it, it's not good. Like I'm, I'll judge you forever now, Brian. Like that, that's that's. But I just, I'll never forget sitting there like seeing a and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, so now now I know your reaction. I like, now I know you're, you freeze. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. So fuck you. Everybody does their thing. <laughs> wait, 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 no, 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 so you know, no, no. maybe it felt like 25 seconds because it seemed like it was in slow motion or something because it was like burned into your brain. I don't maybe know. Maybe it was Kaiser Soze moment. I don't well, know. You yeah, know, it's just like Michael on that most likely. It, yeah. it, it was interesting, you know, but. Uh, we should fucking get back to this. That, well, oh, I'll, no. I'll, I'll, I have a perfect segue back into it. Speaking of reaction nope. time. The air support was way too quick in this film. Like, fuck it. It and takes at least the an hour. The artillery was, was yeah. way too quick. Yeah. So, like, okay, so when, our, when artillery fires, right, you hear the boom, like, the, the thing goes off. One more time. What's it sound like? Shut up. Boom. So, <laughs> Thank you. All right. But anyway, so it goes off, right? 
that fucking round has a massive arc on it. And especially as close as they were, because they were actually pretty close, right? Um, they were like, what, four clicks? I think two clicks out. In reality, yeah. there were two to four clicks, so that's nothing. It's that's not that far for a, a 105, which I'm pretty sure they were shooting, right? Yeah. Um, it's not that far. and but So that would mean that they have to angle the fucking round up super far. Kind of like a mortar, but like it's faster than a mortar. But and they like, were using like light howitzers, too. Um, well, yeah, the, I think they were 105s. I'm pretty they sure. They were 105, yeah, miles. but they have the shorter range. But that would even lo- have a longer period of, of flight. Right, time, so you know? when you, I mean, obviously for the film's sake, like nobody's going to, again, I, I understand a lot of things that happen in reality take a lot longer. There were mod 56s, by the way. Okay. We'll get to that. So I, I don't know. So like that's L5 like, pack yeah. howitzers. So. Cool. So, but the arc on that thing is, bam, the round goes off. You're sitting there for a good, probably about 15 seconds in that scenario. Again, not an expert, but like it's a it's a bit. But for the sake of the film, I get why they have to like shorten that up because people are not going to want to sit there and watch these guys just squirming on the ground for 15 seconds and then and then the round hits. Also, those rounds, even if it's a 105, not a 155, which I'm pretty sure it's a 105. Dude, there's rounds going off by guys, and they're, like, not affected by it. Bullshit. <laughs> a 105. Dude, a 105 is catastrophic. Artillery they were is tiny. Insane. They were tiny explosions for right. the... Well, no, no, no. The explosions were... Like. Well, they had too much fire, but, like, the explosions were fine. The effect of, like, having a guy, like, three feet away running through that, it's, like... No fucking way. Not no losing way. his fucking, you know, spleen <laughs> to the right, fucking, like, you know, if, you, if you're that metal. close to like, so what they showed is a couple of the uh, NVA VC guys really close to these impacts, right? The concussion alone is going to tear some shit up. You're not going to just be like doing the whole like 60s, like fucking ragdoll kind of. No, there's going to be body parts that are dislocated from your entire body. So while we're on the subject, that was one thing, and touching the whole thing earlier, you know, with the enemy and stuff. Yeah. I feel like they did a really good job with the Australians. And then they're like, mm-hmm. hey, who knows how not to hurt people with a gun? Good. Put on that green stuff and grab an AK and run at these people. Like, that's, that's just, know, that's, that's movie though. Like, I, I, from, I oh. remember hearing once a, uh, uh, Vietnam, uh, uh, uh American uh, veteran talking about uh, Vietnam, and he said that he hardly ever saw um, the enemy. You know, if you yeah. yeah, if you saw them, it was it was rare. But in this instance, I really feel like you know, if they had taken a day or an hour or a little bit of time and explained to these guys, the the, the op four persons for this film, that like you know, this is how you die. This is you know what you we want you to do oh, instead yeah. of just like yes. running at things because like I really feel like this. If they put a little bit more time into like, okay, drop like this, fall like this, do that, like it would have been great because they did that a bunch with the Australians. Like, like they're, they're, earlier, just hit, they're, they're just down. Like the two guys like, that get killed yeah. in the beginning of the firefight, which is great. Yeah. They're just and like the I one guy the, goes for cover. Do, 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 you know that was awesome, and that's I love, real. I well, one of the guys, one of the guys who hits the ground, he hits, and he starts kind of crawling, and then he gets hit. But then there's one yep. dur- during that that part right there. The guy he starts shooting, and he gets shot in the wrist, and yep. immediately he's like. Ah, he's like he's like shocked. He's like he, he's, yep. yeah. He's like oh my god! Like I got hit. It's, it's, and then he gets I hit that again. Was, 
Then yeah. They just hit yeah. again immediately that, afterwards. That's like, why they I did, like where they you did get a hit lot once of one, and it hits again. They, they did a lot mm-hmm. of one twos, which you don't normally see because a lot of the time you just have like the one, and then it's yeah. like. But the 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 a lot of the they were NVA right. They were NVA. Well, it, it was mixed in. NVA and VC. Okay. I don't know how realistic that would have been. Right. Long well, like they, they like, were we, they were wire rigged and bleh, yeah. modern oh, yeah. day. Bleh. So we, it was, yep. yeah. We had mentioned this before, I think, in the We Were Soldiers episode, but it's very hard to tell if someone's a VC or an NVA at times because, you know, the black pajamas were the camp uniform for NVA soldiers. And they were, we would wear that around, like, if their uniform was drying or if they were doing laundry or something. So... It wouldn't necessarily be wrong to see black pajamas and, they had and khakis within yeah. a, a unit. They were, the during the war they were referred to as mainline NVA when you when you had black uniforms and khaki mixed. Mm-hmm. It's just a, an intelligence term that really doesn't mean anything. But so that's the problem, you know. But the rice hats—that's clearly a fucking the, the old, green, stupid trope. The, the green is um, early later war, as right? well. Early war is actually khaki. Reed uh, Green yep. came out sixty eight. Sixty five. You really don't see it. No, until. it came out sixty five. But as far as had, the war, though, you really don't see it till after well, ten. Yeah, right, right. Because they had mm-hmm. they had bigger supply issues in the U.S. or the one road, whatever guys. Name like, did, name like, another so, yeah. Vietnam movie though that has NVA and green. Because I don't think I've really oh, seen a lot of them. none. I, I I don't know. I don't mostly in khaki. Yeah, mostly the time I've only ever seen khaki. Like we were soldiers as khaki. Um, well, it's very early, yeah. N- no, I know. I'm just saying, like, just listing off yep. mainstream I think... things. I can't remember what Platoon is. Um, it's khaki. I think Siege of Firebase Gloria. Forrest Gump, I don't think you see any... You don't see you... them at all? Yeah. That's what you I You see like. silhouettes, which is pretty realistic, actually. That's the part I actually really like about that movie. The, the, yep. the, thing, the thing is about that, that first engagement, you guys are talking about tactics. I think the only tactic you actually see in that movie from the NVA is the first initial opening up with three machine gun points on the line. Yeah, yeah. And, and like they, heavy they, can machine. You up, guns. Can you pull up the film really quick? Like we, we yeah. Do. Let's just let's, just, and that um, was, let's do some of that. I did like the first the first engagement though, where the uh, NVA were just walking out on the road like they didn't know. Like both guys were unsuspecting, and like the Australians were like, "Oh shit, that's them." I I like that until he fired, and then I'm like, "This sounds like Battlefield Vietnam." Like sure. you know, that- why do you think that? No, I just didn't like this. I liked the scene. I just didn't like the sound work. And that was something generally that I want to touch on, too. Is it working? Um, yep. Yes. Yep. Oh, cool. I, okay. I really feel like someone at the very end of post-production muted all the battle noises, like a few decibels, and it really takes away from the movie. Mm. Because I feel like there are points where the sound is just about to reach out and bring me into the movie. Like, for example, the firefight at the end of Platoon is amazing because of the sound and how it pulls you in. The, the wedge like formations the in the fight. open field yep. also so, really Yeah, let, let's, stop, let's stop right here. This is yeah. kind of why I wanted you to play this. So the, they're so fucking close. On, they're on, so on close On the first together. engagement? Yeah. In the field? No, 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 no. It, go, it, 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 it continues. Okay. Like, it, it's like through the whole thing. Like, they're so – and again, I get it. You're trying to do a fucking shot. You need these guys in the shot. I get that, but in re- in real life, like to, you, you, there are ways of doing this better and portraying this better. You could get these kind of shots, but like they're going to be spread out way farther, and they continue to do this shit throughout the entire film. It's like 
No, these guys are not going to be that fucking close. And they're not just going to be standing there. They're always going to be looking for the next cover, like the next tree, the next uh, little little burrow they can fucking jump in, this, right? This was great, though. I love how the sound changes because that's something you definitely hear about. Right, where it's quiet. And But here's the uh, thing is, yep. do, you know why, do you know why that's a bad thing? Pause this for a second, Nate. Is because when... Okay, so when these guys are walking... There's constant noise. You hear that noise constantly, right? In, in in movies, a lot of them are like, oh, they're moving silently. No, it's not the way it really is. It's if you not, ever walk through the woods with gear on, you're fucking right. out. <laughs> Dude, it's so loud. Now, when you're walking and there's literally, you know there's enemy in the area, right? Like right by you. And you hear nothing. That means they're sitting and they're watching you. It's a very simple way to put it, but like that's why... These guys are like, oh, it's too quiet. It's like, yeah, because none of the other guys are. Because if, if the other guys are moving, you could hear them from fucking a couple hundred yards away in the woods. Seriously, you can hear that. You can hear the crunching. You can hear the gear jingling and all that shit. If you can't hear anything and you know they're there, that means that they're sitting and watching you and they're not moving at all. And that's not a good place to be in. And so it's also a human kind of like instinct. I think it is ingrained to everybody, especially soldiers, that you get that you oh something's not right here. So like we're about to get fucked up. And so yeah, continue on with the scene, Nate. Sorry. But like that I just want to make that very clear. That's why when they say it's too quiet, it's very true. Mm. Oh yeah. You can sense it. Right. Yep. They do a good job with that. But bam. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Right. This is the only time we actually actually see like coordinated attacking. Ooh. From the from oh, I love the, the the rounds going through the trees too, and you see yeah, them bleed cool. later on. Yep, yeah. they're hitting the trees, and there's shit coming yep. off the trees. That's actually pretty good. The goo bleed. Yep. There's the. I also box. love how they got plastic over the uh, the handset. Very common. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's a with sandwich bag bands. with yep. two rubber bands. Yep. yep. Not, and that's yeah, cool. awesome. It, it was really funny to uh, later on in the movie you actually see them, but they have uh, SG forty threes on hand carts yep. and their makeshift mm-hmm. <laughs> movie prop hand Oh, they're all made. so yeah. bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, With the but, little wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, they they have little wheels like that. The wheels are probably... I, I, I will have to take a look at it later, but I did actually pull up the real SG-43 carts, and they're all metal with... Uh, with like components in it, like they're they like are a in third there. smaller, but they're well. yeah, they're but they're like half the size or like a third of the size that they, they're they're that, less of the size that they are. In the I, was, movie. I was gonna say quick, that was really right cool here. when they dropped their packs as well. Yes, because that's what you do. Like, oh yeah, drop your packs. Still do like right yeah, there. Like it's yeah. mm-hmm. yep, yep. I thought that was really yeah. Well he's done. just like fuck yeah. Yeah, you're like because at that point it's just numb. You don't know what's going on, but you're like your hand doesn't work right. And you go, what the fuck? And just just, um, just because they can't see us, the guy got struck in the wrist. That's the shot. I Mike love the juxtaposition saying. of the um, Colt Model 602s, which they actually are using, which I'm going to have a gripe about in a second. The, the, the M16s and the SLRs. I fucking love that. Because, yes, they a lot of the units were like, hey, we have these M16s. They're lighter, which they were. They're not, as, they're not really that, that much smaller than the M16. Or I'm sorry, uh, than the SLR, but like the M16 was a little bit lighter and a lot less recoil. And that's why a lot of the guys like that. But um, the problem I have is if they're using Colt Model 602s, 
which is the original M16 without the forward assist and all that shit, they're going to have a fucking chrome-plated bolt carrier group. And they don't have that. They have nitride, which are, is like the A1 and later. Um, that's a small gripe, and I get why they couldn't do it. Because they're probably just using fucking weapons that have been in service forever as surplus. I think this was shot in Australia, yeah, so that would make sense. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, they, they would have had the, uh, chrome bolts. That was actually something I picked up because I remember that from our conversation of we were soldiers. Cause it's funny. Yep. This is the same exact period of time. I yep. think that, uh, x-ray was fall of 65, right? September, yeah, November, November 65. November, yeah. Okay. It was November. So yep. this is, uh, nine months later. This is August of 66. Yeah. So it's, it's not that it's much the later same at all. War generally you know and these guys are, these guys have 602s which is like the one with the without the forward mm-hmm. assist. like basically the air force ordered a shitload of these i have one or actually got a 604 it's a later one but like um and so that's not inaccurate at all like they actually they actually uh their advisor had enough intelligence and like know-how to be like yeah the, these things with forward assist and a lot of these have uh 601 receivers which is like the slab side yeah, that was cool to see. You know, and like, so, yep, go ahead. The one thing I, it ties into the M16 stuff that I didn't like um, is, again, the beginning of the film, you know, they're trying to set up the 60s and Vietnam and stuff. And like, yep. I really th- thought it was too cookie cutter. Here's Lieutenant who's like, he looks like John Lennon. Oh, yeah. Here's, yeah. I hated that. But I also hated the trope where like they have the whole scene where the, the major grabs the guy's M16. He's like, what do you think? And the guy's like, well, it jams a lot and stuff. And it's like, here we go again. Just, yeah. I don't think we touched on it. We were soldiers, but the M16 had a bit of a jamming issue because they changed the ammunition formula for the powder, powder without yeah. telling the manufacturer. So yeah. there were some very early teething issues, but I hate that fucking stereotype again and again and again. Yeah. Yes, at Docto in 67, they found fucking dead GIs next to their M16s that were jammed. That's yeah. fucking fact. But it doesn't mean that every goddamn M16 in the fucking country Brian, Exactly. You know? Brian, people love... Like, you know, things of where shit didn't work for the, the you know, our, 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 our heroes, if that makes sense. People love yeah, shit that'll yep. make anyone sound like an underdog. And um, that's one thing I've really noticed about <laughs> researching anything when it comes to war is that you're always going to hear, you know, whatever, like uh, the ping got guys killed. Like, that's an example of that. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. um, people love that underdog type shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I fucking hate it. Uh, like, no, I do, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, again? Like, oh, yeah, fucking. Well, you know, when the, when the Viet Cong's had their Lend-Lease Garands that pinged, you know, take mm. your thing, Michael. That's how they knew to throw the M16 like a boomerang because the Australians <laughs> had new boomerang technology and they used to break the guns in two. And uh, it's like, just stop. It's a low blow. It's bad filmmaking. Fucking stop, you know? Right. Um, and while we're on it, too, the low ready carry. It's a lot of low well, ready carry. Well, here's the thing: is not, that was something, but not as, but but not as some, not as much as you would think. And I also correct for the time correct. period, it's not as low, it's not as egregious as like World War II to me. For Aussie, it's not right. <sighs> well, it, it's like, yeah, I, I could I could buy like the guy that was um, SAS or whatever the fucking you know guy. Oh yeah. I could buy him. Doing it with the of, Owens, I I do find that is kind of egregious. But well, because you don't have a choice. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, but like, okay, so they're sitting there with their M16s. Um, as far as that, that like high ready or low ready carry, it, you might see a couple guys. Cause that was, even with the US guys at that time, it was still like a new concept. 
that, you know, Mac V was like telling them like, Hey, here's how you carry weapon more readily. And that in Vietnam, like in 68 and 69 and 70, that's when you really start seeing it. Well, even the Marine Corps, I, the name escapes me, but they had their own specialty, like, uh, force uh, recon. No, 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 no. It was oh. their like it was their tactics. They were there. There's like close encounter tactics, and they had close encounter platoons that were, were taught to low ready carry everything in like sixty eight, sixty nine. And there yeah. was like a one platoon, I think, in each. That's bullshit. That That's trained bullshit. Like that, where like okay, if you want the fast mover dudes, here you go. Not force recon, but like within an, a marine unit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot what the fucking group was. Yeah, but like, um, but yeah, that's what. I, yeah, that's what, yeah. The that's idea. What I'm saying is slowly. Like, yep. But but like at this point, to have a couple guys doing that, especially the, the, that guy right there, that was in the SAS, or whatever, as a commando. A couple guys doing it, sure. But like, yeah, you're right. It, it, it's very like, and the trigger discipline too. Like at this point. Yeah. It well, just, he would do it, but like... Um, also, again, you know, films are made by their cultures or whatever. You know, like this is a movie made oh, about sure. Australians, you know, in Australia. And it was interesting to see M16s used all on semi. Now, in reality, I don't really know how real that would be. I know that these guys are trained SLRs. You know, later in the film, he's like, you know, breathe, aim, fire, breathe, aim, fire. That's a very Commonwealth thing. You know, but I really find it hard to believe that during some of the crazy firefighting one of those guys with the 16 isn't going to flip a switch well know, one of them sure but go. like also it wastes a shitload of ammo and that's one thing they did oh, not have a lot of no you're you're right and again it's hard to say because i wasn't there and i don't know enough about the and tactics, also like but... an m16 i don't know if you ever fired a full auto m16 it's mm-hmm. it's really jumpy after like the first two rounds it's yep. really jumpy it's not accurate and i know i know a lot of the guys that i talked to that were in vietnam that were issued the M16. They always had them on semi if they were going to be engaging. Unless unless you were, like, fucked and it was, like, really close quarters, which is very rare. But, like, they were like, yeah, we had them on semi. And I was like, yeah, because we did two. Like, if we were going to engage the enemy, we would do semi-automatic. Because it's more controllable. You can serve ammunition because you don't know when your next... where you can get your next resupply is. Especially in Vietnam, it was even worse. Um, so... Just, just, yeah. just, just to... To keep it flowing. What about that resupply scene? I know we talked about when we that happened. That was real. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I, not I bad wanted at all. To, I wanted to bring yeah. that up because this is the first. This is how I learned this movie about that. And I was like, because I didn't know before. Like they, the helicopters, they just let it fall right out of the yes. chopper. Like mm-hmm. I was like, damn, that's crazy. But everything, okay, yeah. everything, yeah. yeah. So I remember reading this, and I'm pretty sure it's true. But the two he- main helicopters you see in the film were actual real. Battle of Long Tan veterans that were on war memorials and were deadlined, and they actually ended up rewatting them or making them flyable for the film. So hmm. I think nice. one of those two helicopters was actually one that they dropped the ammo out of, which is just fucking really cool. You yeah, know, that they really actually cool. brought it back. Um, but yeah, no, that was a thing. And it's interesting. I, I read a, a bit about like you know what they learned because this battle was very important for it was you know their um, Ashaw Valley super early was, too. Yep. yep, you know, the Vietnam yep. War changed completely for Australians after this. But one of the things that um, I realized was that so all the ammunition was packed loose leaf. And so that when they dropped it, it was a big problem because it exploded and went everywhere. So after this battle, they made sure to pack ammunition in the magazines ready to go from the factory. Kind of like how they um, packaged end blocks or like the battlefield uh, resupply kits like they have now. Where did you um, hear that from? Uh, I was reading it. There's an article online. Okay, because that... 
might not be entirely true because as it shows in this film, Australia, the Commonwealth in general, and the United States learned this in World War II and actually World War One. Besides air dropping the shit, they loaded all of their like um, uh, seven sixty five one and five five six in bandoliers with clips on them mm-hmm. to resupply magazines. That's why they they always tell you to keep your magazines or like have them. Um, and in this film, it shows when the boxes break open, there's bandoliers that fall out. Yep. But and apparently, again, for the for, I'll send you the link. Yeah. But for this battle, there was an issue with the shipment of ammunition they had, where it was all loose leaf. And because of this, they ended up changing it. The other thing they changed was that they raised the amount of ammunition each soldier carried from like ninety or it was eighty rounds to one hundred and forty, and five hundred for each machine gun. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll look toward that because you're right about the bandolier thing. But no, apparently it was a big issue. Where like, <laughs> here's the ammo, but fucking here's a round here, here's yeah, a round that's there. That's insane. Like there. if they're packing it fucking loose, that's that's fucking. Yeah. St- I don't know of any military that actually like professional like uh, established military. Mm-hmm. That did that after the First World War. I really don't like. I could be. I could be just not remembering. Well, we, we or we shipped it in cartons. We shipped a lot of ammunition in cartons during the war. So. Yeah, but it was all in. It was all in like sealed cans and sealed cans and twenty round cardboard boxes. So right boxes and like so if, even if they broke open. It, well, no, actually, well, most same thing. Of the, Loose leaf. Most, yeah. Well, no, most of the most of the ammo that we had in World War II was in bandos. Not necessarily, depending on the time of the war. You see tons of, of, of ammunition getting issued in cartons. So this is a problem. So, like, okay, okay, right, right, what we're seeing right now is, like, shit getting dropped and, like, that guy just barely getting, like, mm-hmm. missing, getting hit. That actually happened a lot where guys were fucking hit with these things, and they would kill them or really badly fuck them up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I bet. an example of that is for all you helmet nerds, They during World War II, they had D-bail helmets, which were the early paratrooper helmet. And they were horrible. They had this very bad con- a problem where the bail would break and they'd fall off. Well, they had to fix it because guys were getting killed at drop zones because they would jump and they'd be landing and they would be dealing with their chute. Some dude above them would jump out of a plane. His fucking helmet would break. It would fall onto the drop zone and kill him. Yep. Like, that's, a, that's a very serious problem. And it still happens today. Fucking, you know. Yeah, <laughs> gear. Like, yeah. Get I the fall fuck out, out of plane the drop good. zone. Doesn't yeah. always work well. So, yeah, like, that's like a lot of my friends that were airborne like recently, and um, a good buddy of mine burned in. The, fucking yeah, it's like when you, when you hit the ground, you get the died. fuck, you get the fuck out of the drop zone immediately because all that shit's gonna be falling down. Oh like, yeah, yep. That's that's what he, that's what all these guys. Said. I do They're like, like you, I do actually seeing a sixty work in this film. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad. Yeah, I love how dirty it gets later on too. Like fucking, there's one scene where it's like, Dude, this scene is bullshit. <laughs> this scene where the guy like yolos it with a fucking RPG or a uh, a BA forty, uh, yeah, or B forty. Well, well, you know, okay, okay, well, okay, Mike B. Which one's worse, the RPG two or the machete? Because the machete's worse for me. Machete's a lot worse. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. It's fucking. It's retarded. Like again, the North Vietnamese Army was an army. They were well trained. Mm-hmm. They don't get portrayed that way in many films. They get portrayed as, like, the Soviet mass fucking assault. Like, oh, we don't know what we're doing. We're just going to throw bodies at it. No. They were very well trained because they didn't have an endless supply of bodies, contrary to popular belief. And, yeah, it, it's fucking annoying it's to the see. Chinese, it's the Chinese communist tactic right. thing that people assume sure. the, Viet, the Viet Cong were, or the NVA or whatever. The NVA was a very professional fucking force, a very tough oh. army. 
Which is why we took so many fucking casualties. It's nasty. A lot of them had fought with the Chinese in the Chinese Civil War. A lot of them had fought the Japanese in World War II. A lot of them had fought the French. The ones that yeah, hadn't so fought they the were French. tactically I mean, sound. Like they were like, no, here's how yeah. you do it. They're not yep. going to see you. That's mm-hmm. how you do it. And yep. that's like, you know, when you were saying about Forrest Gump is, yeah, that is a real, or I think Michael, Mike A was saying that. It's a really good thing that they don't see them in that film because, yeah, most of the time, a lot of the guys that I've talked to that have been in Vietnam, they're like, yeah, I didn't see them at all. They shot at me like I saw the tracers and I knew shit was coming, I, but like I didn't see them. I've met probably two guys that saw the enemy. One was an Arvin, or one was an advisor who war crimes. <laughs> and then um, the other guy, uh, he was at a fob that almost got overrun. And he was an artilleryman. And he had some very interesting stories where basically he closed the breach of a cannon with all the cutoffs from you know their artillery rounds as an NVA guy was stuck in the barbed wire in front of their gun. So but, um, everybody else like fired a mag and once. and Because if you look at a lot of Vietnam memoirs, it's there's like in country, you know, uh, R&R in Japan. I got an STD. Yep. The firefight. Yeah. The firefight. Yep. The five-minute time where I heard bullets for a whole year, you know, and that's that's a typical Vietnam experience. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and not being able to see the enemy and stuff like that. Like, I remember this interview with this uh, Marine veteran talking about that, and he says, and over time, you know, that's why you start to mentally tell yourself that everyone's the enemy. You know, all of the civilians and everything, all that, you know, it's all just, you, you just, you can't trust anyone. And it's just, you know, that, that mentality. My lie didn't happen because a platoon of American soldiers walked into a Vietnamese village. Mm-hmm. That was weeks and in some cases months in the happening. You know, these things don't just happen. Right. It's, it's that, yeah, living in these things that make you weaponize everything around you. Yeah. You and so, yeah, it's just living in this environment. You know, we've talked about this before, too, but, like, the, that whole idea of, you know, we not being able to see the enemy... How scarier is that than seeing them, you know, run at you screaming like, you know, banshees, you know, like the fact that you can't see them. Like in Forrest Gump, I love that scene in Forrest Gump. It feels very like scary. You just don't know what's coming, you know, and uh, that I think is if they did that in more of these movies, it would be more effective than, you know, these hordes of screaming, you know, uh, soldiers or do it right. Like, for example, I'm, I worked on, I wrote a, a script or for a TV show about um, the Puerto Ricans in Korea. And mm-hmm. in that, I write heavily about Chinese wave tactics. But I do it the right way. You know, like, very engrossing and very there. And that's, like, something I want to bring up again. So I really did not like the sound in this movie. I felt like it was just, like, a little too muffled with everything. Mm. Because you do hear, like, the bugles and the whistles and stuff. Well, it's all and stock like, sounds. It's just muffled stock sounds. Yeah, but like I feel like I don't know. After going through things with Nate and stuff with our film, and you guys made artillery and stuff, like sound is so important, especially for a firefight. And they use a mm-hmm. lot of music here to get away, you know, to like you know battles and stuff. They do and a really lot. Of lo- they like, do a lot of slow motion. We were soldiers, choir. Yeah, slow. and it's like. There, there's so many times, especially it's just fine, the but it's just, you know, we're like, I, I feel like the music's like going to pull me completely into the story, like fucking bugles, artillery, everything. But it's just quiet enough where I can't get there. And it's annoying, you know, 
It's like, I want this fucking, I want the cavalry charge from Waterloo, but I'm at long tan, you know? Like, I fucking want that. And you could do that, but no, you get this, like, muffled version of it. Music, and it's like, you know, it's just not, well, it's not that, thank God. But it's just, you know, it's cheap filmmaking, in my opinion. And don't, don't cover it up. Like, you have all these amazing things to use. And it's, it's a good point you say that, Mike. Um, it is really, it's a lot of stock sounds. I want to hear my goo flowing from a tree so clear that I can be <laughs> engulfed in the rubber field. Okay. I want to get, like, the tree jizz on my Do face. some foley. Yeah. Do it's some like, foley on that shit. It's like, stock sound effects. It's like Nickelodeon splat sounds. Oh, punish me, Viet Cong. <laughs> uh. <laughs> punish me. Punish it's, it's a Vietnamese man with two different color, like, glasses and smoking. Saying in Vietnamese, you've been slimed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You uh, '90s kids uh, know what sound effect I'm talking about. Oh, oh I know, I know, I know the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but, um, I feel like yeah. so. I feel like the film gets totally like a lot better once they start shooting, because then you know you're on a path of you're in the battle. But and second you, off, I feel like the film gets a lot better with cinematography as it goes on. Like parts <laughs> oh, well, until you happens. see the quadruple <laughs> yeah. gymnastic That's, front that was, flip. That was a good timing crap. on that statement there, bro. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> Jesus. But like, so I, I feel also, like they feel more dude, in their ten stride. on the landing. Jesus. Dude, Christ. Also, let's be honest here. There's no recoil in any of the firearms. Well, like, well, no. well, no. Well, the stuff that is blank adapted is blanks. But then also the thing I think that really stands out, and I know I chimed on earlier, is the CG flashes, particularly when yes. they're charging. And I get it. I'm I'm not gonna harm someone for CG flashes, but you need to do it good, and or or and or you need to do it less. Yeah. Did they yeah. did they add CG flashes to blank firing weapons? Yes. I thought they. Yeah. No. No. Well, no, maybe they, they, they did. Well, maybe they did. yes, but the ones that are egregious are the ones where no one's firing actually anything, and, and the flashes just, come they're out. just like this. Yeah. 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 Well, and also the sounds of the '50s rolling in when they get the 113s in there. We sound it's like good. that's a stock sound. It's so um, quiet. It's so muffled. It's like a fucking M2 opens up, dude. Everybody in fucking a five mile radius is gonna hear that bitch. <laughs> that was the other thing I got the fucking platoon vibes from, and I know it yes, happened in reality. Exactly. Yeah. But like you know, um, I, I will say this: I love me an M113. I mean, fucking, I will not bitch about the fact there's an M113 in any Vietnam movie. You ever had a riding one? But uh, no, actually, it's one thing I have not done. Dude, Brian, you're, you're a tall dude. You're a tall dude. Oh, there's, well, a, there's no, only you, three of them in the country. You, you don't not, ride I mean, on the inside because you fucking die from mind blast. So you ride on top. Well, right, but so like, you get blown he off. was a tall guy. You're not going to enjoy it. I don't fit in most tanks. It's not. It's, yeah, I like it because I like tanks. I don't like it because I'm tall. <laughs> um, the uh, British tanks are the worst, by the way. Fucking small, goddamn limey. Dude, I, 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 I somehow was able to get Mike Gargantuan ass into a Lee. Okay, I think you'll be able to. Oh, a Lee is like a fucking living room. That's a fucking huge <laughs> tank. If I can try to go call inside of a comet or a fucking no, because it, it's not physically possible for some. For some reason, it's fucking. They paint the inside Girth. silver, so it's even darker than any other tank ever made. And have fucking, ever, it's smaller uh, than every tank ever Brian, made. have you ever had to squeeze into, like, a Stewart or something like oh, that? Oh, dude, I, I love Stewarts. Stewarts I, I are fit cool. really well in Stewarts. Yeah, There's I, a lot of I, room in Stewarts, actually. I actually can almost fit in a Stewart. What, what stops me is my oh, shoulder. It's my shoulder width. I, I really? have to really squeeze myself through the hatch. Yeah, yeah. it's surprisingly not my gut. Yeah. It's my fucking shoulders. S- Stewarts are, are nice. The worst American tank, I'd have to say, is the Locust, the M37. 
that thing. Also, or it the, sucks uh, in War Thunder. Fuck you if you play a Locust. Fuck it's you. really hard to get in. And then the other tank uh, is the M8s or, and M20s, the armored cars, because the steering wheel is about two inches away from your gut. So when you, when you get in the driver position, you literally like, okay, I'm going, to, I'm going to burn. The first thing you tell yourself, I'm not getting out of this tank alive. And so, then once you accept that, you can get into it and you're going to die. What about like a, what about like a Greyhound? Um, like, yeah, it's the same thing. M8 same Greyhound. Thing. Oh, okay. They're okay, a bitch. Sorry, yeah. M8, I just know it's a Greyhound, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. yep. That's the that's the nickname for them because they had two, uh, or they had one. Yeah, they had one V eight, and uh, they have armor underneath the tank, so you can't really hear it drive. What's so the they were called what's the, the worst uh, worst uh, vehicle you've ever had to be in? Worst vehicle I've ever had to be in. A two 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 scout car. Mm. Fucking Why? way over engineered. The fucking steering wheels backwards for no reason. Everything is hard to get to. Everything is pointy and sharp. Oh, one like, of these. Yeah. It doesn't run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the German scout car. Yeah. This is the one from the Littlefield Foundation that was actually in Africa because the guy, when they were restoring it, they found sand and they had the sand analyzed by a lab and it came out of Tunisia. Mm. So, fucking, that's also are, like one of two or three left are, in the world. Are those, are those the ones with like the, the fucking cages on the top? Yeah, they mm-hmm. have the cages on the top. Yeah. Yep. I know we got killed in that constantly. They look, them every time they we look really cool. Yeah, they are really cool. Super like until you have to use it. Super and like, like a piece of shit. That's pretty much everything yeah. German in World War II, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, it's funny because I almost said tiny dude. I almost said Stug, but I love Stug, so I don't want to say that. And Stugs actually aren't that bad. They're pretty open on the inside. Yeah. Um, Panthers and Panzer fours are kind of constrained, but um. You ever been yeah. inside a Tiger? Eventually. No, there's, there's really none in the states. That's the problem. Um, the museum I'm working with is working on getting a, a one and a two Tiger. Nice. So, yeah. Eventually, yes. So, <laughs> but um, no, I've not been in a one one three, and that's something I'd definitely like to go into. There's three in the states. Are very small. There's three real ones in the states, and one of them Dude, is owned by. There's way more than that. There's three real ones I know of in the states because um, they were <laughs> bought by the Egyptian government, <laughs> and they were on the pier at New Orleans, getting ready to get shipped to Egypt, and fucking Hurricane Katrina came through and destroyed them. And they were bought by um, uh, military collectors. Most of them are not were not surplus to the public in the states. They were all given to other countries. Or, or the M113 chassis is still used for a lot of stuff in the military. Um, yeah, a lot, you get a lot to Israel. I know that. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, but there, it just there wasn't a lot that were surplus. Um, but of the three, I know that one ended up um, with the guy that owns Moore's Militaria in Texas. Yeah, he, that's the one that mostly you see in movies today and stuff because he he pays it and brings it out the things and stuff, and so that's really cool. But there's not many left. We got a few more things we can get through, and then we can jump on IMFDB. Or... There was only one time in this movie I saw someone one hand a sub gun. It always happens. One point, it's, it's disappointing every time it happens. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. at least he was carrying someone, and he had it somewhat like gripped up. But it was still annoying. <laughs> I uh, I one time came across uh, footage. I think it was on Paylalu. Uh, film footage where this these like two guys one of them is shooting into trees with a bar and the guy next to him has two thompsons uh he's like dual wielding them and he's like like that i like like, it's captain america right i was like jesus christ i'm sure (laughs) if the situation like called for it i'm sure you could eat like if you know how it works like like it's not yes like it, was it unheard of no is it practical for every situation fuck yeah no. i'm and sure so that like, like 
Yeah. He was lucky. He happened to have two Thompsons with him. Hey, the camera's right here. You know, right. let's put on a show. Or, and you know? or, you know, hey, I'm carrying my Blaze Thompson, and I have my Thompson because he's doing a grenade or whatever. It's like, right. which, would he do that? Probably not. But I'm trying to paint a hypothetical scenario. Oh, there's, right. a, there's, a, there's Japanese in the woods fucking mag dump two Thompsons because I have them. You know what I mean? Like, okay. <laughs> right. But it's like, I don't know. It. I feel like when movies do it, it's always the, for the hero pose or the oh, hero yeah. shot, and I think that's more of what I have the problem with. It's it's the yeah. Rambo shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it was Wind Talkers. I think Nick Cage one arms a fucking twenty eight. He and does, like, yeah. No, he's walking around. He's like, uh, like shooting it like a Mac. Well, he's shooting he it like, like a Mac ten. Doesn't he like lay down like one hand? No, he double. No, he double hands it actually for that's in the beginning. I always thought. I always think that's the scene he one hands it. And I always go like, oh no, my god. It's at the very end where like he's I guess been wounded or something, and he he just with one hand he's like, ah, hit like me that. in the air, right? And yeah. all the J- the Japanese are just dropping like flies. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's the only time I ever, I ever really kind of like go like, man, like, I did, yeah. I did thought this was very interesting though. The, uh, the whole, um, again, I think Brian also hit on the head with, you know, is it a Vietnam movie or is it a the battle movie? And I think you know, throwing in you know officer status where you don't quite know whether that, that kind of big walrus dude is like one of them or one of the higher ups and he kind of flip flops back and he kind of yeah. like is constantly flip flopping back in terms of mentality by I want to make sure I get all the credit for make me look good on this that I arrive with the reinforcements although if we would if they had waited for them they would not have made it in time mm. so it's like I thought that was an actual okay story ploy but yeah it it, it flip flops like again I think Brian hit kind of nailed it where it's like you know it needs to be one or the other, I think, to be really, really, really good, and it tries to do both. And again, I don't hate this movie overall. I think no, I had. I, I think don't hate I, it either. like like like. I think we were a little harsh on it when we did it because it was one of the very. I think this was like number four. I think originally, but then we we got we lost, learned a we lot. Lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've gone yeah. we've gone through enough pain to know when we have love. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's like I I think. I think you know. Oh, here's the SG forty three scene uh, with the giant wheel cart. Um, oh yeah, I remember picking that up the first time. Yeah, it. yeah. Bringing it in on the it, wheelbarrow. It's, it's um, but uh, I was actually hoping to see some maxims uh, in this, but I know forty threes are were more practical at that point in Vietnam. Well, no, they were more practical, yes, but like they still had a shitload of. No, no, no. I, guys, no, I know, yeah. but if you're talking about, like, stuff that needs water or stuff that's air-cooled, which one are you going to go for? You know what I mean? Right, but, like, also they didn't usually have a choice. Like, it's No, 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 I know. It. It's whatever they had. I know. I know. I'm just talking about, like, movie-wise picking, picking stuff. Oh, movie-wise, yes, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Here come the 113s. Woo! Yeah, those, those, uh, my only experience with those is playing in them in uh, Rising Storm. <laughs> and having they're really act. small yeah like very small yeah oh yeah you do get that you do get that uh feeling from that in the game as well which i thought was cool and i've i've seen one there's one at the tank museum in uh Noakesville, virginia i believe the tank farm yeah yep. um and i don't know if they finished building their museum yet or not i think they're starting to do that or whatever um there's the one in gettysburg that just opened up the tank museum there um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, well, that's where I was uh, last weekend, and uh, the Sherman caught fire. Actually, 
Oh shit. Yeah. Spe- speaking of which, it just came on screen, um, which is why I paused it. Look at the muzzle flashes right yeah, here. Yeah, those are they're, they're like flares. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's why I mentioned that because and it's the STG forty four, which that fire well, rate's not right. What makes them super fake? Well, yeah, absolutely. But what makes them super fake um, is putting that aura of like light around them. You know, making it look like a super bright light source. You, you also need a lot more fake smoke, a lot more other things. Also, yes. go back yeah. ten, go go back to where the AKs are shooting. But like I've noticed. I've noticed that in like recent movies with those things, they like make this fucking like bright light come off the 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 muzzle flashes. Yep. So watch the AKs that are shooting after the yep this scene. No charging handle movement. No. Yeah. 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 That's that. that's yeah. that's how that's how you can know I that. I don't think there's any know. shells ejecting. No, no, yeah. None <laughs> of them. None <laughs> of them. Nothing's moving. There's, there's no movement. There's no movement. There's no shell ejection. That's how you can. I mean, a. That's how you can tell. But also, b. Just like here, nothing's. No one's actually yeah, shooting. Everyone's so just bad. going bang, bang, right. bang, 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 bang. You can Which, digitally add in shells. So yeah, right. But. Well. Well. Again, I mean, here's the thing that I always. Fight, trying to be critical of a movie like this is that you have this huge budget of explosions and pyrotechnics and correct gear and yeah that's great but you can't spend a hundred more bucks for those shots to have blanks yep yeah, or, or, that's exactly or can't it. you just give the hero AK to, or can't you give like the ten hero AKs that can actually be beefonged and actually have them there in that shot and do that right because like, by you not can't doing you make that... fucking slant break um B-fongs for your AKs, so they actually look right. Right, yeah. So this is what I'm saying about 105s. Like, if it was that close, he wouldn't just be sitting there talking on the radio. Like, that shit fucking scrambles your eggs. Everyone's dead, or everyone's death. They never get artillery right in a movie, ever. I do do like how they had the really cool... um, I really do like the detail that the New Zealanders are the artillery. Though, I, I I do like that a lot. I also... Love the Maori dudes that are mixed in. Maori. That was really cool. Yeah, I'm gonna get it wrong, but like you know the the, the tribal, in the indigenous tribe that's from New Zealand. Yeah, you see ton of those, yep. and you could see the difference because it's like, oh look, yep. white dude, white dude, fucking beefy motherfucker, <laughs> like yeah. you know. Yeah, and I thought it was just cool. Huge dudes who can rip you in half. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You know that guy. Uh, that guy's actually running the artillery. He's in a couple other shows. Um, I like that guy. I think he did a good job. Yeah. You know, he's the main, <laughs> the like, main, the main gunnery sergeant guy. He's he's got a good arc from being like we can't call that in to like at the end we're like you, we're all gonna die unless you call it in our position. Right, you know, yeah. like, he, he gets yeah, it. Also, so. all, all, okay, so in this scene, the one one threes would also be way the fuck spread apart. Yeah, there's just no way they're all gonna be. That's framing. Together. Yeah, but yeah, I know it's framing. I, I get that. Also, like, uh, sorry, my experience with armor. You button up. <laughs> you're not gonna get anybody killed. There's no. There's, you're not doing anything by shooting a fifty cal. You know, I mean, look for RPGs and stuff, but like, fucking, just drive through the plantation. Like, you, you're all you're doing is you're exposed. That's the most exposed place on any armor vehicle is the anti aircraft or the main armament on a one one three. Like, right. you, you got shot for no reason. Like, <laughs> you know, you have a gun shield, or not in that guy's case, but like, fucking, get low. Well, it's chicken plate. It's not going to do shit. Here's your hero. Chicken. Uh, I haven't. Is that an Iraq term? Chicken plate. Yeah, that's what we called it. I like hadn't. The, the arm, the cupola. I hadn't heard that. I, Interesting. Yeah, I, the, the little. I, you know. I will. I will call my one BS scene that killed the movie for me in this sense. Not not in a detrimental way, but just a. Oh, come Spoiler on. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. 
the main the the main the main actor the high profile pri- bleh, high profile actor Travis Fimmel pulls out a forty five to one on one. No, it's not a forty five. What is it? It's a Browning high pop. Oh, I didn't see. Okay, no, it's not. It's a forty five. No, it's, it's dude. Look closely. I, I'll, I'll take a look in one second. It's but the point, I, th- I thought it was a forty-five as the, well. But the it's point a, it's is, a the point, the let's, point let's is, confirm it together. The point is, yeah, let's confirm. He char- it. He, he he has to kill a NVA soldier running in with a machete. So right, right. that's Th- my that, problem. That, that, yeah, this this <laughs> like is the like the end of Weaver Soldiers, by the way. Exactly. End of Weaver Soldiers. Yeah. That's a forty-five. Are you high? That's a forty-five, Mike. Mike, that's a 45. Okay, let's look at it closely. Doesn't he shoot him in the face? Yeah. That's a 45. Oh my god, it is. It's a fucking 1911. Well, you know how I know that? Because after the scene when he raises it to like engage more targets, I'm like, he should have a high power. That'd be really cool if he had a high power. I thought it was like so when when he when he raises it after the scene. It second. looks like a high power. Like that's why I could have sworn it was a high power. So that's what he would have been carrying though in real life. Yes, a okay. high power. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the Commonwealth was issued high powers, which is the better fucking move. <laughs> it's a better fucking pistol. But hey, Mike, we. I totally agree with you. I love my high power. <laughs> Dude, I've got the, I've got the fucking the PM sixty three or the whatever the fuck it Wait. is the uh, Hungarian or uh, PA sixty three man. I and some, yeah, mm-hmm. it's amazing. See, okay, so hold on, right here. That's a forty-five, nineteen eleven. No, that's look, nineteen eleven. No, that's, that's a nineteen eleven. Oh my god, nineteen eleven. Yeah. Single stack, nineteen eleven. <laughs> oh my, I, see, I wanted to see a high power so bad that I <laughs> Zane really just no, wants I, to believe. Zane. Yeah, I literally. Okay, but, that was what, that was the Mandela but, effect, dude. Yeah, that was. Mandela I will say effect. this though. I will say this. They get a pass because I saw so many Owens. I will never see this many Owens in another movie. Yeah. Well, so and dude, okay. dude, Aussies, dude, they got so much shit from the U.S. Oh, that yeah. a 1911's not out of the realm of possibility. No, but, no, not at all. But, but, however, comma, posture, dramatic effect, most likely it would have been a fucking high power. Oh, Let's yeah. Let's be honest sure. here. And something I'd, oh, oh, this, I'd, yeah, I'd like this the shot. Shit. This shit. I did yeah. like the shot, though. You don't, you like this shit? It's I like, so I, fucking you, stupid. You could say what oh. you want about the artillery, but I did dislike the framing. I That's did like this too, where it, where it's like it actually shows the open bolt M60, like fucking the round yep. or the bolt goes forward, the round comes. Okay, this is what I'm talking yeah. about right here. Pause it, Nate. Pause it. Yeah, that's the ground charge. <laughs> that is the exact roll. fucking scene I was talking about earlier. If that's a 105 that hits that close to you, that's like a 60 millimeter mortar round. You're gonna need. No, it's not. It's a 105. They're calling no, it no, I. Them. I, I, I <laughs> I know no, that. I'm, I'm getting, I'm I getting passionate about this the shit. The way it yes. looks, it looks like a sick. Well, dude, Nathan can hear the quad rotor from the drone that just dude, dropped. Even, that. Okay, okay, this is your okay so Nate, 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 let's go with your thing. Even a sixty millimeter mortar, this guy is going to be in fucking ribbons. Oh yeah, it's like a no, Tom Lee painting from the war where the guy gets turned into hamburger meat. This is, right, like, a, even with the sixty, even the sixty. As he gets, as so this is wind talkers like explosions without the Michael Bay propane tanks. Like, I, great, I, under, uh, I totally agree with you. There's a great Michael. <laughs> sorry, there, no, the, the, uh, in terms of like the shittiness of this, in contrast, there's a great moment in HBO's The Pacific where they're using uh, mortars on a Japanese like uh, pillbox or whatever. And when you see one land, you see this explosion, and, and in front of that explosion, all you see is like 
meat chunks, you know, and like and blood <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. And it doesn't look gratuitous or over the top at all. It's just like that guy got vaporized, you know. So realistically, realistically, for one hundred and five, uh, we're gonna say they're using HE rounds, right? Because it's infantry targets, so it's a soft target. If it if a fucking one hundred and five landed near him, this guy's body would be at least in three or four chunks, at least. And it would be also like Swiss cheese because of all the fragments and rocks that it kicks up. So yeah, 1911 again. Got like, the man stopper, 1911, the cult. <laughs> it's Uncle Sam's two world wars, you know. Single handedly won two world wars. My pappy carried one of these when he strolled the beaches oh, in Normandy. That was the other thing too. Fucking, they arrive and they open up the uh, APCs and they have a ton of infantry. But meanwhile, when they pick up the fucking colonel, like he's in the back and it's empty. It's like, so they chose the one right. M113 that had no troops in it. Like, like uh, what no. are you doing? Yeah, like yeah. you're going to pick up guys mm-hmm. with a shitload of infantry. It's like, um, hey, Mike, a, do you remember that guy who's on screen right now, the sergeant? Do you remember what he was? Yeah, in? he's in Hacksaw Ridge. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. That's what Luke, I thought so. Yeah, Luke Bracey. Is he the BAR guy? Yeah, yeah, he's the BAR guy in Hacksaw. Who was a made-up character for the movie? He wasn't real in real life. No. I think that movie's all most, made up. Most of that movie's yeah, made up. Yeah. Yeah. Desmond Doss was a man. Oh, I the hate end. that movie. God damn <laughs> it. You know? We'll end up doing it eventually. Um, yeah. What do you hate more, so, The Patriot or that movie? Um, the Patriot at least has, like, I don't know. The Patriot has more entertainment value, in my opinion. <laughs> so, right. Yep, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I would say I'd, wa- I'd rather watch The Patriot than Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> so... Just a cute few quick things as we transition over to IMFDB. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a tad bit too long, you know. So you seem end, to like you seem to feel very like ambivalent about this movie now. Me? Yeah, yeah. The, the, this, <laughs> yeah, well, this what you're I just felt. like what you're just like. I I don't know what this is. Well, you, I don't you know. said you it liked just, it. <laughs> I do like it. I'm, it's going to have a higher rating, but it's like I don't know. What I are we like doing here? Cut five minutes. <laughs> what are we doing? Why are we here? <laughs> What is a wallaby? <laughs> what is life? Um, Birch will we'll get this one, or Mike B. Uh, they would not all be on the same radio net. <laughs> like, Correct. Platoon talking to like battalion staff, like talking yeah, to artillery. No. Like yep, there's platoon the nets. Yep. Yeah, there's platoon nets. There's battalion yep. nets. There's so while I get the effect and stuff, I'm just like. If you had again, it's the, for a film. It's just to simplify oh yeah, things but it's and like, speed it up. Yep. It's like yep. what I was trying to think about that. Like, okay, imagine if they actually did only have one channel because Australia was cheap. Like, <laughs> fucking everybody would be talking over each other. You know? Like, oh, there's no way. Yeah. Um, the naivety of the command is a little annoying, but they do. It's okay because it's the early part of the war, and I like how the one scene where like nobody knows who's in charge of the air support or anything. Like when they're trying to figure out like who to resupply. Like I don't feel like that. I feel like that's the closest they got to a political thing in the film. Because they're just trying to show, like, you know, these guys aren't the most experienced, but they're also trying well, to Well, it's not political. Out. It's just they're, more of, like, again... Just 1966 Australia, you know, just be like, well, we'll everybody, it out. Everybody know? that yeah. was there. Because, mm-hmm. like, dude, the U.S. military really didn't figure it out until, like, mid-67. Uh, I think 77. In my, in my opinion. Out, <laughs> well, well, yeah, in my opinion. But, like, yeah. like, I mean, like, figure out how to do that kind of shit. But, like, yeah, 70, yeah, well, mm-hmm. fucking, yeah. Yep, I I agree with you. I know what you're saying. So, but like, yeah. uh, but yeah, I agree. So, cool. Well, as always, guys, we're now on to IMFDB, and 
we begin with the gun that Mike said he didn't see in it with the 1911. <laughs> I, I literally, honest to God, I literally thought that was a high power because I wanted to see it. And I was like, cool, they got a high power in there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. Even a high power <laughs> for like prop shots and a 1911 for oh, shooting, I would be fuck. okay with. <laughs> right. I am um, like, uh, I, I did want to chime in on that first scene, on that, on that very, in that character introduction scene. It's so funny because I think I stayed on this before as well. It's like, I cannot not see uh, Ragnar uh, Lothrook from Vikings <laughs> in anything that Travis Fimmel does because he takes that kind of like, not crazy, but that confidence twitch that he does. And he does that in all of his acting now after he's done Vikings. And so like as he's walking through, I'm just like, he's got a hatchet. He's just going to, you know, scream and throw fucking hatchets through people at this point but he does a lot of like the like the little tweaky kind of goofy like hmm, like that kind of thing and there's this a is lot actually of... the battle of vinland nathan yeah yeah but no it's just really funny to see i haven't seen vikings but that guy looks like he would be perfect for that kind of he's show. he's and this he's isn't me because this isn't because i'm i really like the series but it's a really good series you should watch it once he's not in the series, you can stop watching it. It's oh, fun okay. to keep watching it, but he's the main reason why it was so good, in my opinion. So he dies. Thanks for the fucking spoiler. I didn't say he shit. died. I said he's just no longer in the show. You can get out of a just... show a couple ways, Mike. You can get fired. You can leave. Your character dies. You aren't getting paid enough. Well, you just said all, it. They write you know, out. You, you just said it. All I know is that if you happen to be... A, like 12th century monk. It's also like on the coast of England. Like eight years you should watch old, out for so this guy. Like if you this guy is headed towards you with a bunch of ships. Go inland. That's all I gotta say. So ah, it's like drop shit. Well, as, um, well, inland, and then he'll just go up the uh, fucking French River and take out Paris. So there you go. Random funny, random funny tangent. They used to put monasteries on islands because they're like it's the safest place because it's away from everyone. And then the Vikings showed up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at all these islands that yeah. have no nobody defending it. Yeah, if you if you want to if you want a yeah. good series for it's, Vikings, it's funny though, that's a good. In the one. same token, Nate, I forget his name, but the guy that plays Hitler in um, Downfall, Bruno Ganz. Thing, yeah, anything he's in, I'm just like, why is Hitler in the West German government? Yeah, because he's <laughs> in a really good. Um, that's how Adam good Anheim he is. Film. That's how good yeah. he is as that role. That that says something about him as an act, as an actor. Oh yeah, but it's just like Hitler died. Now he got reincarnated as a West German government official. Okay, I'm in. Like, well, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> now he's dead for real. Rip. R.I.P. You know, Bruno Guns. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he died, died a, a couple years of years ago. ago. Yeah. Did he die in his bunker? <laughs> <laughs> he kept the couch from the production. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bada bing, bada boom. Match the AK Bada bing. Well, they should be Type 56s, but. Well, no, they had. They would have had AK-47s at this point. Uh, can you the, go up the, for a second? Uh, the, with the, on Luke Bracey's back right there. Um, what's up with the barrel? It looks weird. The wrong blank fire adapter? BFA. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say the BFA. Yeah. Yeah. It's, not a, yeah. it's not a slant break adapter. It's just like a Polish or... Not, I, shouldn't, I don't even know what it is, but it's like a com block one. Yeah, that's, so. that's like a cult, like a... Yeah. An okay. old ass I, I will say this, though. It looks wrong, but that gun probably fucking works flawlessly. Because those BFAs, even though they, they, you know... They don't look right. They work great. And the reason they don't look right is because you want to know the difference for a 19-year-old idiot soldier between a, what a regular muzzle break is and what a blank firing break is. So it's not good for reenactors and stuff, but it's very easy to blank adapt. For anyone that has experience blank adapting old firearms. Ugh. It is a pain you'll never overcome. 
I want one so I bad. Cotton mouth just thinking about it. I want L one A one so bad. There's two of them in my shop, and I but they want like over two grand, and I can't. I love that. mine. I have a '64 British kit. The Aussie ones are nice. Yeah, maybe a Lithgow. Let's go. There's nothing like right it. There. Nothing like a uh, yeah. That was a cool shot where it's aim, breathe, and they go from his face to the muzzle and everything. I like that. I did like the guy amping himself up to use his weapon as a club because he was out of ammo. That yeah. That's pretty good. What are you going to do? The M16. Yeah, it's a Colt Model 6. You know that thing always jams, though, right, Brian? Right. <laughs> oh, it's such a piece of shit. It's, it's a Mattel toy, you know? You know, it's interesting. Uh, in um, some, like, 1960s, like, I remember there was something about some, like, pamphlet or something on how to take care of the m16 like you know when it first came out and they have like illustrations of it and uh the illustration all tits and ass right right yeah and yeah. uh they have the, the the they have it colored to where like the bat uh, like the the uh, the stock and the uh the you know around the barrel it looks like it's made of wood like they they colored it to make it look like it was made of wood i guess well, the original the, the original furniture was and then oh, really? the bake light it was green and then it was a, the early ones were different, two different colors, but yeah, the six hundred ones were green. If you look in our group chat, I'll put a photo of the manual. But yeah, it's all that like you know, hey, you know, it's nineteen sixty seven. Don't die in a shell hole and, and play. Right. I think they call it, they call it like the sweet sixteen or something. Yeah, well, so well sweet a, sixteen actually was a shotgun, but yeah, same thing. He's got a. It's all that, yeah. you know. Close range sniping. You know. Yeah, that that's it, Brian. <laughs> yep. That's that's yeah, all that like <laughs> stuff. And hey, you know, I, I collect World War II pocket guides, and it's the same kind of you know thing. Like, how do you get a nineteen year old interested in anything? Oh, so uh, the PU sniper. So that was one thing I I wanted to touch on. The distance that that guy is away from the fucking Aussies, and the way the scope on the PU works, there's no way that it would work at all. Like he is like ten feet. Well, away. Also, he's got the fucking muzzle like go up, Nate, in the in the through thatch. the reeds. Like, yeah. Um, how the fuck are you gonna see through that? Now, I wasn't there, but I knew you guys had mentioned it in the <gasps> Stalingrad episode. Is it a ninety-one? There's no go up on the front side. Go up, there's go up, no, go up. No yeah, I was just gonna. Say, I was just the gonna say. What's the rear side? Okay, uh, so go down against... again. Go down again. Uh, let me let me pull uh, it. Hold on. Let me pull it up on the thing. It's a ninety-one thirty rear sight, but like, yeah, but it could no be like a Spanish Civil War front. gun that just has a different dovetail. But no, but like that 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 front is completely different. I didn't see the globe, so that's no. Why. That's a and barley we're, corn. That's a barley corn. We're referring to the front sight on the sniper rifle. It's a fucking finish capture barley corn. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. It looks like that, or what the fuck? That's is a wrong that? handguard too. Yeah, that may not even be the, the uh... same rifle, though. Remember that? No, it's it's a different rifle. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. they got that um, shot so... later. Yep. So click on the click on the top one. Yeah, like what you click. No, what you just gonna click on? Yep. That's a PU. Oh. No. Yeah, it is. It is. It's got the brass. At least it's fucking... a thirty-one. But yeah, strange front it's sight though. Thirty. Yep. Weird For those bands, that don't know, the though. ring... It's got the weird the ring, bands on there, the silver bands. Well, it, it's just got the the later war bands that have no uh, bluing left on them. So. Mm. Right. 
But yeah, I did notice that. 9130s should have globes on the front sights. So, yep. It was cool to see SKSs. I love me an SKS. Yeah, because they were used heavily at Type 56. Oh, yeah. Yep. You, you never you see know, them. You don't have an SKS? I do. Oh, I thought you said you didn't. I thought that's what I just heard. I have a Vietnam War bring back one, actually. Oh, uh, okay. It's a, it's a Chinese one. I'll show it to you eventually. Yeah. I've only got an Albanian one that was. That's so cool. I still need one, though. So the guy's name carved into the fucking stock. It's amazing. I love <laughs> it. That's very cool. He's a war criminal from the. Uh, Things that happened in '97 in what, Albania. So, really? what's cool about mine is that I found the guy that the plaque is named to. So, I eventually will get in touch with him. And I also found the guy. It's it's like it's got a special. It's got an American soldier on it, and then it's got a, a a like official, a South Vietnamese official. And I found the official. He's still alive. He lives in uh, Los Angeles, like a lot of the other Vietnamese that came over here after '75. And then the the American soldier lives in Texas. So I'm just like, I have the gun that connects both of you guys that are still around. It's pretty funny. I, uh, I, uh, oh, fuck, it's gone. Never mind. That Jesus. shot's mirrored, by the way. Or, no, 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 never mind. Oh, it's not. I remember, it's what, not. I remember what I was gonna say. Um, I have a, I have a Madsen, um, kit that I'm going to, I'm getting, um, someone to make into a semi. Um, but the Madsen kit I have has, um, Portuguese written all over the stock like tons of names all over the place and i have to but i think they're fairly common names because if i look them up if i type in the names i don't get much of anything but also this guy's from portugal yeah but doing what i don't know but it's covered in graffiti it's really cool Portugal has a very checkered history of colonialism mm-hmm. in the last 50 years that not a lot of people know about, by the way. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. when I did my, I was like, I typed, I think when I when I got that originally, I was like, what wars have Portugal been in since yeah, like 1949? Yeah, here, Mozambique. Yeah. <laughs> Angola? Yeah. It was, dude, it was filled with mud. Filled with mud. From, it took from me, which of the aforementioned countries? It took me. <laughs> weeks to clean all the mud out of every like crevice of that thing it was insane i got it from a vfw that went out of business uh that that Ah. closed so i it was why can't we get the younger boys in here yeah also you younger boys you don't matter we ain't gonna listen to you (laughs) on the vfw topic yeah just throwing that out there so so the stg 44 (laughs) actually fires (laughs) Mm-hmm. Very commonly used firearm, actually, yeah. by the uh, NBA and VC. Such a fun yeah. They didn't use it for too long, to the multiple reasons. No, I knew a guy who he went to a weapons bazaar in Saigon in '68, and he bought a Candy Eight. That's a later style, uh... dude. They, that's because the Soviets sent. So the Soviets all captured, the Russian capture stuff. Yeah. yeah, all that shit, and they were like, well. We're not going to directly support. They're probably this is probably the same STG forty four in the other picture. That's no, I'm sure, a yeah. late war variation. That's like a gray phosphorus one because it doesn't have. That's not phosphate. That's not phosphate. No, that's a mid war one. It's got a sight, but the it doesn't but have the, a sight mount. No, it doesn't have a sight mount, and the oh. and the stock is not beveled in. Yeah, but the stocks you could change. I mean, it's Australia. Well, yeah, so but you know, that's it's, uh, it's hard to cherry pick prop guns. That, well, or, I mean, you know, that, that's that's the one shot where it's you know. Oh, that is here. a mid war. Look at the look at the yeah. Look at the 
look at the really muzzle. long BFA. Y- no, no, that's not a long BFA. That's a BFA. No, it's not. That is. No, it's not. It wouldn't matter because it's not Mate. actually shooting in the scene. It's, it's Brian, don't fight flash. me on this. I will die <laughs> on this hill. That's not a BFA, dude. That's the long style muzzle nut that's doubled up. I, that's not. I'll the go MP40. get my fucking book right now. Nathan, I no, I know what you're talking you. about. It's not an MP43 muzzle brake. It's too big. It's it's even too long for that. No, They're it's like not. Three quarters of an inch. No, so it's like not. An inch and a half long. No, it's not. That, that's a that, I'll go get but my anyway. book and I'll prove you wrong. That, that, I, I know when you're talking I, about. When have I ever I, fought you? When have I ever fought you this passionately? I except when I once. actually know <laughs> once, once and I lost probably. But my point is, no, neither of us won. Okay, so I pulled up the old one. I pulled up what you're talking about, Nate. It's too big. It's not an MP4. That's what she said. And no, it's not. <laughs> We're not talking about your cheese wheel. That's, uh, that is that, the early one. I, I swear to God. I don't know, man. The, uh, this photo I have right here it looks a little too short. That's what she said. <laughs> then she died. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's I think it. We're, call, we're calling I wonder, the armor. I wonder if film. we had this fight last time, Brian. This seems very deja vu right now. It's not deja vu. This is the Canadian Eight fight, but like, you need to settle this now. Mm. <sighs> Hold on. Just you know, I'll do one thing that doesn't happen today, Nate. I'll STG agree to disagree because there's not better photos. Now I'll go. I just sent the photo in the book. fucking scuttlebutt chat, motherfucker. What? Just well, now? Yes. No, you did not. I, oh my God. Yeah, he did. He just sent it. Yeah, it's right here. I got it. Um, yeah, hold on. Where? So, no, listen. That shot from the movie is almost like a perfect side shot of the weapon. Yeah. Just find a perfect side that shot of That is exactly that. what that fucking is. Muzzle that's too long. break. And then that's whatever, too long just, because... It, no, it's not. That's because that thing is a certain height. That's the same fucking thing over there. I swear third to God. Party, third party looking in on this, it's a BFA. Because you it's not a fucking, fucking nut. High. It's not a nut. You're it's high. a smooth You're fucking... fucking no. Nathan... Shut up. Let me tell you one thing. That is not not smooth. If it was an MP40, I would be There is a nut on the fucking... It's smooth. There's not. No, there's not. It's totally a BFA. guys are... (laughs) I'm going to fucking... But what's funny, though, Nathan? Rage. This is the only gun where we can have this argument, because this is the only gun that uses a stupidly fucking antiquatedly (laughs) long BFA for like 16 months. Sorry, 16 weeks of production in the early part. Dude, it's the same length as the fucking nut is, but it's not got the nut on it. It's yes, like, it's it does. Smooth. I can see there's texture. This is the same fucking discussion we had with the 29th helmet, where you guys tell me it's not fucking 29th. It is fucking 29th. So you want this fucking nut? It's right on the fucking goddamn gun right here. It's not. It is. Control when I was a kid, it's my there. mother taught it's right me there. to not fight someone that has a migraine. So. <laughs> uh, troll I don't give a fuck what she said, but like, well, you know, she's a nice lady. Yeah, <laughs> Nathan, I personally don't agree that that is. It's a, a BFA. You guys are both looks all like a BFA three. You were fucking wrong, and I'm right. <laughs> but okay. but you are right though that the MP43 is used a stupidly long, stupid fucking. Uh, but game. it's also a different color. Yeah. Go go one more time, just so I can, it's I can got show you Nate. fucking ribs on the goddamn no, fucking right, right, really right, right there. Right there, right there. See that texture? It, you don't no, see I those don't. ribs right there? No, I don't. Right there, right fucking no, there. And then there's a I gap don't. and there's another one. I Dude, swear to fucking God. It wasn't a 1911. Gun. Why would they need a okay. BFA? It's a completely different color suit. It would be than where it screws into. Like, it, 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 it's completely... Uh, it's not I a wish BFA. I could support you, bud. I wish it, I wish it, I could support you. It's not a deep fucking shooting. It's correct. It's right there. It's fucking. I'm right and you're wrong. Fuck y'all three of you. It's there. <laughs> Fuck you. 
there. It's fucking right there. I'm right. You're wrong. End of story. Boom. Done. I disagree. <laughs> I, I disagree. It's a BFA. Oh, but hey, go ahead. It sounds like Thanksgiving 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God no, no. damn it. It's, I'm right. But it, there's no nut on there. Like, I, I, I know what the fucking... Fucking nut on there, you blind motherfucker! It's right there. Dude, I'm blind. You're blind. blind. It's ribbed. I'm gonna get yelled at by my it's wife. It's not it's ribbed. Fucking it's right fucking. There. It's completely smooth. It's a fucking. Let me know you want to get back. Oh. I'm gonna yeah. this. It's my fucking book. I'm gonna solve this. Go get, go get your book. Yes, go get your book. <laughs> ah, the conquest of Egypt. Oh. Arab conquest. Yeah. We, we, but no, seriously. No, it's like a, it's a completely different color from the gun. Like it's not blue. Yeah, or and, and it's it's smooth. Yeah. It's like yeah. I can see it. It's 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 there's not a nut on the end of it. No. Like the it's fucking, a muzzle you can't find they, my book. I take it's a muzzle. You can't find <laughs> oh, book. my book. Okay, now I'll give you fucking shit. It's upstairs. Oh, you get the book. You get the book. I can't okay, find the book. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Fine. Oh, no, no, we'll delay oh. this even more. I'm gonna go get my book then. Fuck you. Get the fucking book. Get the fucking. Well, I okay. Mean, he's he's hey. got to settle this. He's got to because oh, I think oh, it's a hey. Benefit. You know, listen. What fucking island are we talking about here? You know, there's a lot of fucking yeah. islands. No, the fucking islands. The fucking That's, islands. I'm telling yeah. you, the fucking islands. Falcon, no, that is a BFA. It's, it's clearly a fucking BFA. It's too long. Yeah, it's, also, I don't think it's the it's same a BFA. length. Well, no. It's a, so here's the thing: is it's the same length, but it's it's just one. Well, it might be a little bit longer, but like. It's it's just one solid tube, right? Versus the nut that would be on the end of that thing, if it was the fucking the muzzle device that went on. I just found another photo that compares a forty three to a forty four. It's not looking good for Nate. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm a dipshit. I know this stuff. Like, uh, is he back? Yeah, he's back. He's okay. back. All right, get your book. What, what do you got, Nate? I'm so glad fire, he's the one that's pissed off this time. Firepower to striking this time. power, and it's the official. It's kind of funny to rile him up. No, but it's good that like Nate's the one that like is pissed off this time. I'm breathing heavy. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna settle. We have to settle this. We have to settle this because if we don't, it, it's he's just worse. gonna show us a photo that we already know that it exists, and then we're not gonna. Agree. Okay, Brian. Yes, but maybe most likely. But like, we have to at least entertain. Now he's frantically like fucking gonna rip pages <laughs> under muzzle breaks. Like, I'm so pissed. Fuck this. But like, find the I get it. I get it, man. It. I get it. I get it. But we do have to settle this. We do have to settle this because that's clearly a fucking BFA. <laughs> fucking no, I mean I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be facetious. Like why would wrong. it be? Why would it be a BFA if it wasn't fireable and the flash is so bad and it's not moving? Why would there be a BFA on a rifle okay. that doesn't? Well, the flash is CG. Okay? Yes. So why would you need a? But no, he's actually pulling the trigger. So there's some kind of blanks coming out of it. They just you can pull a trigger it. and nothing happens. It happens all the time. Uh, sure. I just want to end this. <laughs> well, here, I'm gonna fucking here. Let me. Let me. Nate, you're wrong. Okay. No, so anyway, I'm gonna uh, search for it while we keep going. Okay. Right, talk about this, please. Oh yeah. This. No fucking way, Nate. You're wrong. Like. There's no fucking way. You're you all of you are high. <laughs> the Owen was awesome to see in this film like a million times. And I didn't notice that the Owen has a dust cover until I really took a look yeah. at it. Dude, it it's it's cool. probably the one of the best submachine guns ever made. Fuck 
There's a really good video um, from Ian from Forgotten Weapons about it um, that I suggest. It's just the best video out there to really you know get the story. But the Owen has this crazy story where it was like this guy made a machine gun and then forgot about it. It was like a and teenager. Then, it was like some yeah. young dude that like made this thing in his garage, like figured it yep. out, and then yeah, it's, it is. It is one of the wackiest sub gun designs I, next to the Sten, I, had, I think. I have not had the chance to fire one, but I've had a chance to play with one because our museum got one donated, actually. And it was fucking... It's like the strangest, most awkward machine gun ever. But it works. It like it well, yeah. works really well. And it's just like... It's like, yeah, the, it bre- stupid, it's but... like the Bren. You're like, why the fuck yeah. would anybody use that? But it was like so good they used it up until through the fucking 90s, you know? But the Bren doesn't look like some fucking mad scientist just made it in their wallaby or whatever, well, you know? Like, yeah, like, it's a little bit more, it's older school, but like. The, the, it's like if you get shot by an Owen, you're like, that thing works. It's, it's a like, paintball I, 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 gun. It's a It's like getting killed gun. by a Sten. Yeah. This is literally like, like a Tipman fucking SL68. Yeah. That's like fully automatic. Yeah. That's what you're getting killed by is like a fucking paintball mm-hmm. gun. And. It's one really hell of a slow rate of fire gun, too, if I remember correctly. So. Yeah, wasn't it close to like the M3? Like, yeah, I somewhere around there. Yeah, but dude, yeah. that thing was so effective. They used that thing, you know, through Vietnam, as, as we're talking about it. But like, they used that thing for a long time, and it's like, a, yeah, a bunch of them were actually used um, by U.S. troops in Vietnam, mostly the River Rhine forces. You see a lot huh. of photos of those guys with them, and that's because the Aussies were really in the they were, I believe, in the southern part of the country, three or four corps. And that's where well, that's where Vung Tau is, east of um, Saigon and everything. And that's really the yep. Navy operated in country, you know, Fourth Corps and everything. Most yeah. uh, that's why you get the crossover. Most ones that I've seen, uh, just online, uh, are like usually got camo painted. Yep, that was a factory camouflage. Yeah, mm. Nate, scroll up for a second. Um, yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah. there's the yeah. It was a factory camouflage uh, for like Papua New Guinea and stuff, and they have that crazy like yellows and greens, and, and it's very akin to the Rhodesian camouflaged FALs. Mm. If you know what I'm yep. talking about, they call it the baby poop green. So and the G3s, by the way. Oh, yeah, they did do G3s as well. I've got um, a couple of G3 mags that are original Rhodesian, which is I'll have like, to buy those from you at some point. Nope, I, not not for sale. That's fine. This isn't I'll it. find some others. This isn't it, but I thought you'd find this interesting. Oh, so you didn't find what and you're not looking yet, for. Not yet, motherfucker. Look at that. Oh, yeah, the the the, the, the vampire. A little, hold yeah. it a little bit more crooked. I hold my mic arms in the way. Oh, so. it's funny. Your finger is just on the right spot of one like, of those. <laughs> one of those just sold at auction, actually. Yeah, yeah that's two scopes. Tone. Yeah, I sent yep. it to you. I, it was I said, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, yep, yeah. It was like that. twenty something thousand dollars yeah. or some shit. Yeah crazy but no owens are awesome and they're just they're great yeah. next gun well, nate it's simple yep next gun nate <laughs> nathan this i know you're working here bud i'm, I'm you're I, on there's you're there's on a whole chapter clock. here on blank adapters and i'm trying to see if they have a oh, okay picture I got oh, so a, got the, we can talk about the m2 oh, the but 52. Like, i got a good comparison pulled up right here next to the actual screenshot uh if you want me to share my screen why are you, uh, deba- are you, deba- are you okay? Are you go countering for it. me yeah. here with, with, with I'm just logic. trying to do it right. I, we're just Hold trying to, to get you to move on yeah, from a subject you're wrong with. So you don't have to. <laughs> okay. We don't have to move on. We got to close it. I got to close find it. The picture that they definitely I know. use an obscure, a rare, obscure. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's definitely BFA. Hundred percent. It's too long. Uh, <laughs> I don't accept it. Fake, fake news. 
Fake news. I'm gonna, do you want me to get a fucking micrometer and measure the distance between the, the gas port he's, and the front sight? He's locked, and he's the, locked in his boomer ways. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. What Not a, good. Uh, all right. I, fine. 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 I'm not wrong though. That's not. <laughs> I know I'm right. It's, there's a fucking example in this book. Yes. I don't want to spend another hour yes, trying to find it. Nathan, we know that Joe Biden stole the election. <laughs> now, can we please have sweet potato casserole? Oh, okay. God. <laughs> <laughs> fucking simpletons, <laughs> all three. Of you. Fucking so we right. have the M250 Cal. So we, we have the M2, but now it's gone. Are we going to go back? No. Or? Well, we've already hit this fucking <laughs> okay. thing. I mean, it's the greatest fucking machine gun to have ever been invented. End of story. And that, yep. And and just like, you know, uh, what am I getting? I even know I'm fucking going. M2s are cool. Let's go to the next Yeah. Thing. They're <laughs> awesome. Nothing to the say. SG-43. I was going to mention the kangaroo and the M113, but it's okay. Um, yeah, the, the SG-43 kangaroo. with a really big fucking tripod. <laughs> Like it's a piece. It's like two pieces of angle iron welded. That together. shield like, also is different. There is a different kind of. shield. It's a little bigger. Yeah. Yep. It, does, does the max? Does the maxim have the little front bit like on no, this one? No, it doesn't. Okay, so that might. Do you think that might be that's, in the? You know why? Shield? Because you can. The SG forty three shield can get turned into an AA mount, and that's where it digs uh, into the ground. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's so. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's actually a much better mount than the Sulikov mount. Even though the Sulikov, this is the maxim mount, is really cool. Yeah. More versatile, I think, I would have to assume. Because they kind of were trying to do, like, what the Germans were doing near the end, right? Yeah, it was, a like, a lightweight thing. Yeah. And they were used heavily. Um, I know Penal Battalion. I have a Penal Battalion memoir on Eastern Front, and they issued them in, like, mid-44. Brand-new SG-43 is ready to go. So, so just like, throwing you know, this out there, on, the, on this picture, I'm pretty sure I'd be pulling that fucker instead of pushing, <laughs> pushing it into it, the dirt. Pushing like a wheelbarrow? Like a, like, oh, yeah. Like a, like a <laughs> yeah. kid lawnmower? <laughs> You right. yeah. you never push a machine gun. You pull a machine gun. Yeah. That's a big thing with Soviet doctrine. Just like, throwing that out there. And a lot of times they had they had ropes as well that you tie to two guys, and you can you can go pretty fast actually. Yep. So um, and and just so that my memory serves me right for Russian doctrine, the DP twenty eight was their light machine gun. The Maxim was their heavy machine gun, and the SG forty three was their replacement for eventually for the Maxim because they were trying to make it lighter. Correct. In general, yes. And the Dishka was mo- was like an anti-aircraft, anti-material rifle. It really never made its way down into the um, heavy weapons category for like the the Soviet armor, right, yeah. like the fifty cal did. So yeah, because I was I was just trying to because like I'm, I always confused my it was German like a, doctrine it was like a regimental or divisional doc- asset, right? So. I mean, I always confuse the German doctrine with with other doctrines, and I always forget that. Germany was kind of rare in that sense that their light machine gun could be turned into a heavy machine gun depending on what yeah. they had with them. And I always confuse the fact that, was, that Russians don't do that as well. That was the only Germany was the only country that did that um, post World War One, and it wouldn't be until the GPMG actually until the six the M sixty was the same thing. You could put it on a tripod or you you could take it off. So yeah, you can make it you, you can, can make, make it a make light it machine a gun, a medium or a yeah. heavy. Yep, Te- and that was the idea that came out. Of- the nineteen nineteen could. Be as well, right? Can the nineteen nineteen no. be put into a nineteen seventeen? Yes, but no. Yes, but no. Because no. Here, here's the thing: yeah. is a night a nineteen is they tried that with the A six, didn't go well. But it you cannot you cannot have one. I guy. know, yeah. Like 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 I know it wasn't used like that ever. I just couldn't remember if you could put a nineteen nineteen and nineteen seventeen heavy tripod. Oh yeah, yes, you can. You can okay, but like yeah. it, then it's a medium or a heavy, right? Then why would there's you no, when you can no make light. it be a light? Yeah. Yep. And with, so a light is like an, a forty-two. You can you can use as a light, 
a 34 you can use as a light. You can. It's not convenient. But like, That's right, because uh, the 1919 doesn't have a bipod. It has a tripod remember, until, the 19, until the A6, right? The ni- yes. Right. Yeah. The 1919 is odd because it's like the... For some reason, uh, the States was the only country that's like, I don't want fucking water-cooled. So we didn't. Yep. And it, but it's still a, a receiver that's made for a water-cooled machine gun. Exactly. Yep. Right. Yeah. So yep. it's really fucking heavy and reliable, but it has an air, but it has half the sustainable rate of fire because it's lighter. So it's this very odd weapon where it's like, yes, you can make it into a lot of things because it is a lot of things, but it doesn't do all of them. You know, it yep. doesn't do everything the right way or the best way. You know, like if you if you want to fucking gun to hold the airfield at Guadalcanal, the water cools to where you want to go. You know, but if you want a squad weapon when you're in the Bastogne, an A6 isn't going to cut it. But yeah, it an A6, job. I've tried to f- shoulder fire an A6 clone. Yeah. Uh, no. no. You can no. hip fire one like like John Bastogne uh, did later. No, it, in it the sucks. War, it, it really sucks. Oh, it's, it's all. It's but all a 34 or 42, you can shoulder fire those fuckers. And yeah. it's like, you know, that's a, that's a cool thing. And say with the uh, weapon we're going to talk about now, the M60, you can mm-hmm. definitely shoulder fire that fucker. Yeah. Which has its lineage in two of those firearms you just mentioned. The FG-42 and the MG-42. Woo! Yeah. Yep. But, um... Great machine pig. gun. Um, the 240's better, but not for... Not by much. Well, here's the thing is, um... It's you lighter, can carry an right? M60, and you can you can shoulder and hip fire that thing as an infantryman. The 240 Bravo, it sucks to carry because there's no forward grip on it. Mm. I thought the M60 was based off of the Belgian. Nope. The, 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 uh, you're thinking the of the 240 Bravo. Whatever. You're, you're thinking of the 240 Bravo. That's the, the Mag 58. Mag, okay. Mag yeah. 58. Yep. Okay. Which the Aussies used heavily, by the way, in Vietnam later. Right. On. More right. so than the M60. Right. So. But at this point in the war in 66, they were still getting a bunch of shit from the US. But mm-hmm. then they started. Because the Aussies were there for a while. This is like very early. 66 Aussie. to 72, yeah. Right. So this is very early Aussie involvement, and they're going to be using a lot of U.S. shit. But yeah, they were using the Mag 58 for sure. Excellent point. I'd rather carry a Mag 58. No, um, you wouldn't. There's no really difference. No, no you wouldn't. Well, Dude, trust I, me. There's so... Okay, right here on this on this, on this, this uh, picture. No, stay where you were, Nate. Down. All right. So that forward grip, when you're carrying that fucking thing, and you're humping that thing, and you're firing that thing in close quarters... That makes a world of fucking difference. On a Mag 58 or a 240 Bravo, you don't have that. You have a pintle mount, and you have very jagged metal. I totally agree with you there as far as like a, as a usability standard. Also, the Mag 58 six pounds heavier. So True. Oh, yeah. No, it's, I, I feel like it's a more reliable machine gun. It, well, In yes, the instances where an M60 won't work yep. for whatever reason, which is incredibly rare. but you know, Not really. Just, it's funny though that the, the yeah. fifty eight and the sixty served side by side in country. Yeah, and, exactly. You know. And we chose the fucking fifty or the two forty Bravo, like the technically version. the older design. We yeah, chose exactly. <laughs> you know, um, but like it, it works better. And yeah, grenades, the M eighteen smoke grenade. And yep. also, just to touch on it, the the um, the Mag fifty eight or the two forty Bravo is also the Gimpy, the GPMG that the British have used forever. They're using the Falklands and yep. everything. So. Or common um, nations have used. A really cool, really cool, really cool fucking thing that they did in this film that they usually don't do in war films is they pop the smoke because they said, hey, pop smoke when they're doing the ammo drop off, right? They pop smoke. And then on the radio, you don't hear them go, we popped red smoke or we popped whatever. 
you hear them go, the pilots go, I see red. Yes, that's us. Because they learned this very early on, I think in World War II actually, that if you pop smoke and you go, I pop purple smoke and the enemy has got purple smoke, they'll do that. They'll pop it and then you don't know where the fuck to go and you can get drawn into a fucking whatever. They didn't do that in World War II. That was a Vietnam thing because they had helicopters. Might have been You're always over open comms though. Completely, you know, right, so you always got to assume you're always being listened to. So that that's nice why touch. you go. Yep. They go. All right. Waiting, waiting for your signal. And your signal can be. I'm going to shoot a flare or this. And then if the pilot goes, I see red smoke, which they did in this film, then they confirm it on the radio and go. Yeah, that's us. And then they're like, OK, that's where we need to go. So that was a really, really good touch. Like. So their military advisor must have been really fucking good because overall this is not a bad film as far as that shit's concerned. So, um, but it's, it's a stupid detail that like nobody thinks about, but like it's a very important thing. I, so, it just again it goes to show how important smoke grenades are too. You know? Oh, I, very, I, very. I, I was just gonna say that I think again this film does m- some of the military, the military very very specific details very well and they kind of get lazy on i think showcasing the film that so it's not super hollywood yeah i don't know how else to describe how kind of what i'm feeling but it's like if you know that shit and you're that precise then why are you doing this if you know this then why are you doing that like that's kind of like well right there's also a lot of the shits in the editing as well yeah, yeah, yeah. We know that. But, like, um, yeah, the M26, yep. Actually, the M61, but the M26 was the one without the jungle, or the, they call it jungle clip, but, like, you know, Type 67 grenade, yep. They should have grabbed those fuckers, too. I don't know if they showed that, but, like, they should have grabbed those fucking things. Yeah, yeah. I like how they don't tell their their platoon leader about it, too. Right. Like, oh, those are right. definitely Chinese What's hand grenades. What's with the hole drilled in? That's a that's a that's a that's a demilled one. Yeah, yeah. It's a shitty stock da, da, da. picture. <laughs> yep. They're all over the place. At least rotate <laughs> no. them. You see that with, with with Mark II sometimes in movies. The bottom yeah. will have a hole. Yeah, in yeah. Yeah, hole. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like that's such already... that's such a that's such a very minute thing to like notice, and only us would know that. But still, it's just lazy if you know it. Mm-hmm. Best artillery crew in a movie. I'm gonna. Yeah, gonna not not bad at all. I really liked it. Yeah. Yep. Like fire mission, you know the gun, the gun chief. Even the, the spacing gun, uh, on this, I, yep. although I feel like it's too close technically, but they're actually it is not. a little close, but it's it's good. Yeah, that's they're, a lot of fucking sandbag work right there, yeah, guys. That Holy is, shit, yeah. that's a lot. Of sandbag but yeah, like a fire base. You see, like the original pictures of fire bases in Vietnam for like the U.S. guys, the rock guys, um, and Aussies. It's not well; they're a little bit farther apart than this. But not by much. No, it's, actual, it, it just looks like they're battery. close enough to yeah. get them in a nice shot, for, honestly. Yeah, my, because the, the my, battery, like, you got to remember, like, when they get a fire mission, like, they have to all run to the same spot, and they also need to communicate constantly. Like, if they say cease fire, they have to fucking be able to say cease fire. Or repeat means fucking go again, you know, whatever, all that shit. So they have to be close enough to, like, see each other. Command and control. Yep, because obviously you don't hear shit. What? Fucking, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every artilleryman that I've met before the uh, uh, this war has been just deaf as a fucking doorknob. Oh yeah. 
And broken backs. Yeah. 82 mils. That was mm-hmm. cool to see. Yeah, they would have definitely had those from the Soviets. Yep. Yep. More, <clears throat> by the way, mortars for the for NVA, by the way. Oh, yeah, Just, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. He's yep. listening. RPG-2. RPG-2s or B-A- B-40 rockets or BA-40s they referred to during the war. Yeah, I think that was you B- see him. That was a B-40, right? Yeah, I'm not sure that the, the actual nomenclature like that, but yeah. they were used a lot, and they were very deadly. Especially yeah. against one one threes and, and uh, Sheridans and stuff. And everything. They used to weld the turrets of Sheridans to their holes, and you couldn't use them again. <laughs> so yeah. that was a big problem. Yep. <laughs> but, so, uh, all right, that's IMFDB. Yeah. yeah, really good selection. The only I'd say the only thing uh, I'm annoyed at is that there is no high power. But I'll let it go because the Owen was fucking. And the SLRs are great too. No black stocks. No suits. No, nope, it's scopes. all wood. Yep. Nothing that's like you know. That takes away. It's just good old fashioned Australian infantrymen. Yep. You know? So, well, I think it's time to move on to final thoughts. Um, and I think that, Michael, you should take us on this journey. So, what'd you think? Uh, yeah, um, it's pretty good. <laughs> you know, uh, it's pretty good. It's, uh, it's got some, some interesting stuff. I would recommend it. Um, but like all war movies, yeah, it has some shit that comes with it. But uh, overall, I'd probably give it a uh, seven out of ten. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'll pass it Mr. on, Mr. Mike. Oh, yeah. Whoever wants. I'll to. pass it on to uh, yeah. to Mike B. All right. Cool. Um, Our advisor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm just sitting here, man. I'm Tell me about here, Korea. So. <laughs> but uh, no, again, like Mike A said, like it's got a lot of shit wrong with it, but it's also good to see Aussies represented in any capacity, you know, because again, we always, you know, as Americans, we're always like, oh, we were the only ones there in World War II. We were the only ones there in, in Korea. We were the only ones there in Vietnam and the first Gulf War and this war. It's like, no, we've got plenty of people that are there with us, fighting on, with us, like on our side. And Aussies were there in a pretty substantial size in Vietnam. And I'm glad that they actually showed one of their biggest, like, battles. And, like, it was a catastrophe. But, like, you know, I mean, it just shows that. And there's a lot of technical shit that we just talked about. Okay. That's fine. Um, overall, yeah, I would, I, I'm on the same page as Mike A. Like, I would recommend it completely uh, to watch it. It's not the worst war film by, by any means that I've seen. Uh, there are some like shitty, like slow-mo scenes where it's like, okay, whatever, what are you trying to do? And a lot of that shit too, like the whole, like, uh, I forgot who it was running through the jungle at the end. It was like Elias running through the jungle in platoon, right? It literally was, it, that's exactly the same fucking shit, different fucking rifle. Okay. But like, come on. Um, but as far as like, just again, like we were talking about getting people interested in like going, Oh, Australians were in Vietnam, Australians in New Zealand, Anzacs, I call them still to this day. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I'm going to go research that more that it's a huge factor for this film. I love that. And overall, I'll also get a seven out of 10. So who do you pass it to Nathan? 
Stop looking at your fucking MP43. You're not going to fucking win. MP43. Nate, I'd fuck, love to back you up, fuck, buddy, but like I, I just you. can't no, on no, this no, one. No, 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 no. Nathan fuck Schmeiser. No, fuck, fuck all oh, three God. of you. This is a semi-auto. It's a semi-auto post-war BD44 muzzle device at the end. Fuck you. <laughs> let's well, let's see it. Do you have a photo of it? No, you will show. You will show it. You will show it, or I'm gonna call bullshit. Top one. Uh, oh. Uh, that's no. not too short. No, totally it's not it. it. It's too short. It's the it's angle, dude. It's not short. <laughs> it was it's taken at a same, 90 degree angle the to the perpendicular. It was taken with God. a fisheye lens. Nathan, I'm sorry. You get nothing. <laughs> you lose. Nathan, come back to this. Nate, Good. Come Nate back you got sir. a little, cr- you got a little, you know, old bay in your nose. I will, you I will come back to this. Yeah. I will be proved right. <laughs> I will come back to it. Anyway. Nathan, it's all there, black and it's white, like, clear as day. Scuttlebutt episode 2007. See, you guys. <laughs> I was right. It's like, you know. Just wait. Just wait. And, and My- it, wasn't, it wasn't BFA. It just wasn't that shiny. Australia just, doesn't just exist wait. as a country anymore, just, but I was right. Just okay? wait. My you time know? will come, okay? Just, just wait. Um, okay. I, 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 I don't know. It probably is fucking fake, but I still will double down that I'm right. Um. <laughs> Well, it wasn't fake. It was a BFA. It was a real BFA, right? It's not a BFA, dude. It's Don't not get a fucking moving. Don't Why would they stop. need a BFA if it's not going to fucking move on the goddamn okay, gun? Okay, 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 okay. Stop okay. poking what are the your, bear. What are, your, what are your final thoughts? <laughs> that or bear. some fucking Australian man going, I can make the same thing. Look, it's missing that. <sighs> anyway, fuck. Crab yeah. battle. It's okay. Fuck. Yeah. All right, so... We'll get you some crack. Well, we'll get you some crack flustered, after the fucking man. episode. Just it's Maryland pastime. Oh my you know. god! Do your final thoughts. We live in Baltimore. Right. We get it. So, <laughs> so um, you ever smoke crack out of a crack of a crab shell? <laughs> Ow! God damn you! Oh fuck! I just laughed vape juice out of my fucking nose. I saw that. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, god, but I'm sorry. <laughs> It's a claw that's got tinfoil on the inside, <laughs> the and then you put a bunch of crack in it, you know? Oh, <laughs> fucking bitch, Brian. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's You're so out of a crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it a crack shell. That's staying, Damn man. It, dude. <laughs> How many brain cells did you lose with that wipe? I, I, it hurts, but just go ahead. Do your fucking final thoughts, Nate. God damn. So, anyway. The, other than the Charlie don't vape, man. Other than the fact that I'm right, and that's a real fucking end of the fucking STG44. Um, the, the film actually is pretty damn good in the sense of that I think what brings it down... Um, doesn't outweigh the good that it's in. Yeah, there's some really bad cliches like 45s and machete charges. There's um, the explosions are not the artillery rounds are too small for what they are to me to be nitpicky. Um, cinematography is like a B. Um, you know, it it it, it felt it's not it's not like middle of the road. It's a little higher than that, and I think in my opinion, and I really liked it overall. I 
I liked the characters. I liked all the props. I liked all the uniforms. Nothing screamed out that it was like you know 1980s or night or or you know ridiculously old. Um, didn't like the NVA tactics with you know bonsai charging into the and turning into pink mist, which is what really would happen if they did that. Um, so I mean, all in all, I think I gave this the same score. I'm going to do it again. I think I, I'm going to give this a 7.5 screaming Mel Gibson's out of 10. I, I think that's where it sits. Uh, I really liked the jizz trees jizzing all over the place. The so that jizz was fun. trees. Yeah. That's the name of an album, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> the name of a band. Yeah. yeah, name, yeah. The, the jizz, jizz trees. trees. Yeah. <laughs> so, self-named album. <laughs> Coming this fall. Yeah. Coming spelled C-U-M-M-I-N-G. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, right. They're smoking. like like Kun Ming China. They're smoking <laughs> crack out of a crap shell. <laughs> on the fucking the, cover. Yeah. Do you know about our fake band posters that me and Sean used to take? We could totally take an angsty one like that. It's like oh, Nate in the background with a like crab in his beard. Fuck, it's like no, it's like a man. It's like Nate's face, like lit up by like a smoking crab. Like, do you claw. remember? Do you remember the cover art for Hobo Fights? No. Do you know what that mean? That that is Mike B. That Do you know what hobo right. fights I know are? What bum fights. Bum fights. Bum fights. Yeah. Bum yeah. fights. I remember that. Bum fights. That was what yeah, I was trying. Was to, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. That's what I'm remembering. But I'm remembering that with the. But I. But I'm picturing that with me with the crab. So. <laughs> the, uh, how do you just, burn your friend's esophagus? <laughs> no, it's my nose. My nose got <laughs> fucked oh, up. Like, because I, I like I like I was trying to stifle it. I I coughed like raw fucking. You let it out teeth. and then you sucked it all back in, <laughs> right? And it just didn't work. But like, have you ever smoked crack out of a crab shell? <laughs> Is that a reference to something? No, no. it's not. It's just that's, something that like that's just I'm me. Just I'm Brian. picturing it's it. Pure Brian. Yeah. I'm no, picturing it. I'm like, <laughs> it's funny, but I was just like, is that from something? Because I don't know. It's like smoking. No. It's like smoking weed out of a conch shell. Well, right. Well, no, it's like <laughs> you ever like, smoked hash out of a human skull? Yeah. It's yeah. like you ever. Well, it's like I always call it like the air. You know uh, what is it called? Airplane. Like oh, you ever see the inside of a Turkish prison? Yeah. <laughs> ever see a grown man naked? A grown man naked? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. That might be what you're remembering. That, that's so also where the line cut of a crab shell. You ever see a, you ever see a man eat his own hand? Yeah. Uh, so then you haven't seen everything, have you? <laughs> have you ever seen man. gas shoot out of a gas? <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah, Nate, I uh, I agree with you know what the fuck am I saying? Every, <laughs> everything but the uh, MP44 debate. Yeah. Yes, I, I agree with 99.7% of uh, your comments tonight. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, I really uh, can't add too much to everything that I've, I've said tonight or that, you know, uh, you guys have said. But um, it's a very interesting movie. You know, I just wish that they would have figured out what it was going to be. A movie about the Battle of Long Tan or a movie about Australians in Vietnam. Um, both which are great. And, you know, I really feel like this is the best uh, most modern, you know, iteration of Australians of Vietnam, and because of that reason, I give it a higher score than I would have. Um, but it's a really good movie. It's really worth a watch. And like we're saying with a lot of these films, if it just gets you interested in the subject of Aussies and Nam, then that's cool. That's worth it, and it's it's has done its job. You know. Um, so that being said, and everything, I would give this an eight point five out of ten because I really feel like it's just a, you know, it's really cool to see. Um, our allies in a war that people think, you know, it was American college kids fighting the whole time. So it's just nice to have that other viewpoint of it. Um, and not being botched, 
you know, just t- telling a story about, you know, Australians fighting in a war. And, um, yeah. So putting all these scores into the computer that will tell us if we actually will be in Hanoi by 1969, we get a score of 7.5 out of 10. So not bad yeah, at all. It's a, it's good. It gets, you know, a, a C plus C it's, it's a good film that you really should watch. If you haven't heard of it or haven't seen it yet, you know, um, yeah. Clear your plans this Friday. Go grab a Foster's and fucking watch it. It's a, it's a really good movie. And don't you mention know, so. it as Danger Zone because that's a completely different movie and a different reference because it's what I constantly keep referring it to. Danger Zone. Yes. No. Danger 2019, Zone. Uh, Danger Close. So, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting, though, to see this movie and compare it to other Vietnam War epics and kind of see, you know, yep. how they, they won around it and everything. But um, And also cool. completely embrace it. Yeah. They they did pick the the best parts of those films. Yeah, you know. Agreed. Yep. Um, so got to give them that. But does it work? You know, I mean, we'll see. The recipe doesn't always make a good cake. <laughs> so, way it goes. <laughs> Catch you guys next week. Bye. I'm right, and they're all wrong. Don't you listen to them? It's only me. Only me. No, they can't hear anything you're saying. It's just me here, because I'm the editor. I'm the captain of this ship. I steer this fucking course. Look at it me. is real. Look at no me. one can hear any of you. That. You're all muted. It's just me and you, baby. All right. This is, it's it's a real fucking MP44 uh, muzzle device on the end of that. Okay. No. No. Then no. 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 You can talk all you want. They can't hear you. They only hear me. I am the captain here. I, look at me. I'm the editor. I'm the captain. It's just me. Bye, everyone. Have a great, have a great weekend. They can't hear you. No, they can't hear you. No, 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 no. Bye, everyone. <laughs> You're just gonna edit this shit out. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I'm yeah. still recording, motherfucker. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content. Make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out.